Hello and welcome to show 34 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Now, last week I introduced Duke first, so I thought we'd go to Chinny first this week. So, hello, Chinny. Hello. Don't you just love Skype? Oh, no. It works flawlessly, doesn't it? Not real, Not so much. No. Not so much. It does cause us some trouble every week getting it sorted, so we have a clear connection. Yeah. It has to be said. Maybe it would be easier if we were sat in the same room. Yeah. Well, yeah. Duke, we'll we'll pay for it. We got we'll get funds. Yeah. From all the all the advertisers that we use on the site, we'll just yeah pay for that. Yeah. It's only it's only once a week. I mean, all those t-shirt sales should surely cover it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm sitting there. All the money that we've made from the t-shirts. Absolutely. Are. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but yes, we have got Duke here as well. <laughs> What happened? I died, but I'm still alive. It doesn't make sense. By all rights, I should be dead. Maybe I'm dreaming. That has to be a game. That has to be a game. No, it's not a game. Really? That's that's not a game. That'd be some weird film that Duke likes. No, it's not from. Well, it probably is from a film, but I don't know it from the film. Yes, I know it from Alec Empire's album, The Destroyer. Yeah, that just means so much to us guys, doesn't it? Yep. yep. No, I'm relating to that right now. Yeah, we know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I love that album. It's a good album. Anybody who's heard it should know. You're clicking very loudly, Duke, I have to say. No, I'm not. Click, click, click. Yes, you are. We can hear every click you're making at the moment. No way. <laughs> Yeah! That sounds like the Prodigy Charlie. (laughs) It does kind of sound like that. God love us. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so how are you you feeling today, Duke? Are you grumpy back at school and all that malarkey? (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm full of energy and I'm excited to go for a new school year. Because because if if you are feeling it grumpy, I thought I'd try and make you feel a bit more grumpier. Oh, great. That yeah, takes more. more grumpy. There you go. Yeah. How about that? Uh, because great. Bre- breaking news. I've got some breaking news for you. <gasps> do you want to hear this? Yeah, breaking news. And it, it affects it, you. Sure. The it affects Guardian has been cancelled. No, no. It affects you more than it affects us in the UK, has to be said. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's official. Xbox Live is going up in price. What? Yep. <laughs> it is. Why? It is going up from $49.99 a year uh, to $59.99 a year. So they're putting a $10 hike on the price of gold membership. So well, what do you think? maybe that's not worth it no more. What do you think, though? Are you going to, you know, are you happy to, uh, you know, pony up the extra amount that you need? I'm not happy to do it, but I'll do it because I'm addicted. It's like when they raise the price of cigarettes. Yeah, what am I going to do? I need that. But it's, I mean, I need the cigarettes. It's weird how they've done it because uh, uh, in Canada, 
in Canada. It's only the monthly subscription that's going up from uh, $8.99 to $9.99. See, that's what they should do. They should say, hey, look, you're so loyal, you'll buy it a year out, so we're not going to jack your prices up. But those suckers who don't do it for a year, they should be like, you got to pay extra bums. And in the UK, the monthly subscription cards in the UK are going up from four ninety nine to five ninety nine. Oh man! Oh dear me! Uh, what are we gonna do, eh? Yeah. What are we gonna do? Yeah. So it seems to be America where everyone's getting screwed. Them makes a change though, doesn't it? Because it's usually us in the UK that get screwed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. Uh, and and if you live in Mexico, because apparently it's. Uh, it's going to be 599 pesos a year instead of 499 pesos, which I have no idea what that means in real money. What does that it's mean? It's not even real money. Find it's just, out it's online. Just, it's just yeah. bits of like, paper and stuff, right? It's not even real money. You just tear up paper and you've got pesos. So, well, you know, I mean, what is 100 pesos extra? Well, hang on. Let's find out. Mexican peso. Yeah. 100 pesos yeah. to... Uh, well, you don't want euros. You want well, dollars or pounds, whichever. What is it? Where is it under British pound sterling? There you go. One hundred Mexican peso equals. Yeah. Hang on, it's converting. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Maybe. I don't know. I entered the base amount here. Wait, it's coming up. Uh, hundred pesos is five pounds. There you go. I'm glad you're not an accountant. Why? Could leave you. You'd be there, wouldn't you, doing someone's accounts? Take you like all day just to sort of tell uh, them. It took you 14 uh, seconds to come up with that peso to sterling conversion. It's unacceptable. You're no longer an accountant. That's okay because I wanted to be a lion tamer. There you go. There I've you got go. my own hat. I, I like the Monty Python reference there. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, so it's quite, so, I mean, you know, easy profit for Microsoft is, what is that, you know? They reckon that it's about, what, 30 million gold members worldwide now, so you're reckoning, what, 20 million of them are in, in America or so? Probably. Yeah, so 20 million uh, times $10 a pop. Yep. It's not bad, is it? $200 million extra profit a year just for... Just that took you three I, seconds. You shouldn't be an accountant. I know, I know. <laughs> Well, yeah, two hundred, two hundred million a dollar, two hundred million dollars a year extra, just, just by. Well, that'll be great for the next quarter, and then how are they going to jack up their profits the quarter after that? Who knows? Who knows? But it doesn't sound a lot, does it? When it's you think, oh, it's strange. only ten dollars. But if you multiply it by the amount of gold subscribers in America, it's, uh, it's a fair amount, isn't it? And and on the back of everybody was saying, you know, they're going to abolish uh, the, you know, paying for Xbox Live at some point. Well, that's all the bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Chini? That's never going to happen, is it? Why would they do that? People are still paying. Obviously, why, that's what I mean. Why would they do that? Why, why would anybody? If, if people really are, it makes me laugh because people in their bio or their thing, you know, that goes along with their gamer tag, make Xbox Live free, but they're still paying for it. Like, who's laughing? Microsoft. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying. I know you don't. I know. You don't. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just I'm having a look at the people who thought that it would become free yep. if they pay for it and but but just say it in their bio. I'm like you're paying for it, you're the problem. Stop paying for it. Yeah. Idiots. Like, oh I don't mind paying forty pounds a year, but they're not jacking up our price. Because <laughs> yeah, you're a tool, care. man. We don't care. It's only you Americans who are suffering. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, games. Games. Computer games. Yes, games. games. Computer games. So first of all, can I ask? No. Nope. As, 
Has anyone played Mafia 2 then? Anyone bought it, rented it? Nope. It? Nope. No, yeah. I didn't. None of us did it. Chini, <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed. I thought this was a yeah. day one purchase for you. It was. Well, the, the brilliant thing about media is that it gets reviewed by reviewers. Yeah. And I read the reviews. I didn't judge only on the score. And I read the reviews and I made the decision that uh, this is not going to be a, a purchase for me. And, uh, <gasps> oh, you were so sure too. Yeah, well... No. So sure. I still think it's going to be a good game. I just, I, I still think it's going to be a good game. I just don't think, I, uh, you know, from what I've read, you know, there's no desire. With GTA, you know, Liberty City is such a rich place to be, and once you've done the story, there's other things to do, and uh, it, it just seems like a more, you know, exploring and more side missions, and in Mafia 2, apparently. There's none of that, you know. It's just Don't the, believe the, op- the hype! The open world is just a backdrop. It's just nothing, really. And the, the only thing in the game is the main missions, which is fine. That's how Mafia 1 was. But, you know, games have come a long way, and I don't think if I bought that, if I bought that day one, I'd be like, uh, you know, I'd be done with it, and I had nothing else to do with it. So it's a bit, it's a bit more like No More Heroes, then, isn't it? In that respect, because that's how that functioned. You had this sort of open world city thing, but there was absolutely nothing in it. That's it. Yeah. It so was almost. It's a bit disappointing. I think. It's a, yeah. I, I think maybe. I don't think Mafia Two have ever come out and said we've got tons of side missions. I think people just assume that open world games have this stuff packed in, you know. Uh, and we we've come to this assumption because of Saints Row and GTA, and uh, it just the you know Mafia One was never like that, and it looks like they haven't changed their ways. Yeah, I'm still pretty sure it'll be good and it'll be fun to play, but it's just going to be rent because, you know, once I play it, I don't think I'm going to have any desire to go back. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, and in all honesty, having said, you know, No More, no more Heroes was a bit empty, it was, but there were side missions like uh, mowing somebody's lawn or collecting coconuts. Uh, for mm. some reason, better known to them. Or you just go to this like underground garage and have a huge fight with all these samurais and you had to not get hit by any of them. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was weird. It was a really weird setup and you had to level up your character enough to do the next main mission and then once you'd unlocked it you could go and do it and it was and they were the really the the sort of meat and veg, if you will. You know, once yeah. you got those yeah. kind of missions. And it was cool. It was a cool game. It was I love the concept of it. Mm. Um, well, I just I think uh, I think yeah. Mafia Two story is gonna gonna hold it. You know, that's the thing that's gonna hold that game. And from what I hear, uh, sadly, we I mean, we were talking about you know stereotypes in video games. You know, black people how they're they're portrayed in games, and how Italian Americans are portrayed in games. And I think of you know this game portrays like the typical uh, Italian American in Mafia Two, and the story isn't anything particularly interesting but we did also talk about how you know all there's all italian americans are doing are shooting each other and fighting each other apparently most of the the game is driving so uh that's a new look on what the mafia it's a new stereotype of <laughs> yeah. italian americans so uh, oh they all love driving that's all they uh, do is drive drive that was, drive. That was mafia with their driving Jeez. crazy whops uh, so, you see uh, i mean it's i mean it's weird because obviously we all loved Red Dead, but what was interesting about Red Dead, the the side missions in themselves weren't that, you know, interesting as such, but 
you know, like, you know, as in the driving from one mission to another, you know, in Red Dead, it was about riding your horse from one mission to another if you didn't fast travel. But yeah. there was always something to do along the way to distract you. Or... Yeah, there was always a lot yeah. of distractions. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always like some kind of try, someone trying to con you or yeah. rob you and stuff. Shooting and there birds. Of, there was a lot of nothing, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that, it was just the setting as well. I was like, yeah, I, I yeah, mean, the world I'm... was alive. It was a very engrossing place to be. Yeah, and I don't know if I get that sense of this. Uh, apparently, the the world in in the Empire Bay in Mafia Two is very detailed, uh, and I think that's the problem that it's so detailed, it's so well rendered, and you know, it looks nice. But it's a little bit deceiving. It's a little bit of a cock tease, you know. It's like, ah, oh, you can't do anything. Sorry. Um, which is a shame. But I, I, I'm still looking forward to playing it. I'm, I'm just, I'm be, you've got to be wise with your money, you know. So like it's almost, don't... what you're saying, it's almost like the Truman Show. Yeah, a little bit. It's like hey, a fake hey. facade. It's mad, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think, you know. Oh, I'd like dude, to... thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to support, like, the developers. But the, the, the simple matter is I, I can't afford to buy every game that I'd like to support the developers in. So I have to be I have to be picky on what games I want to buy and, and what games I, I don't. So. Do you know do you know what was interesting, right? I was one who was probably like least bothered about it. Mm. But I think potentially I'd probably like it the most out of all three of us, I would think. Because yeah. I I don't I don't care about all the side missions and stuff. I tend to just want to do the story missions anyway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, I don't think it. But I'd probably quite enjoy it. I think I, I think I'd the do... driving though would just, would bug you. Yeah, it would bug you, wouldn't it? Because I don't particularly like driving in games like that anyway. Yeah. But, you know, especially when. The, oh, sorry. There is a there is a reason that I, I I did read something that would really piss you off, Stu. Really. Um, the checkpoints aren't very generous. Oh no, I've heard about. It. Yeah, no, that. No, would, I'm that afraid. Would... Yeah. I don't think you'll like it. I I think I'll like it because I'm. Uh, I don't mind them as much. I'll, I'll, I've got more patience, I think, than you have, and uh, I'll let those things go. But yeah, the checkpoints are. No, I think if I died in in a big mission more than once, I'd be probably yeah. pissed off. Just imagine like driving for like five minutes, yeah. and then to it to an action. Seeing a cutscene, mm. doing the shooting thing, getting to the last yeah. bit in the shooting thing, dying, and then you'd have to go back and drive again. Why did he still do that? Why seriously? Why did he do know. that? Because they want to be grueling, man. They want yeah, to be, but, like, hardcore. No, that. but, right, if you've got a really story-driven game, like, obviously, Mafia 2 is, and it's it's all about the story, you you don't want to be breaking that up by ending up having to go all the way back just to watch the same yeah. scene over you, and over again. Yeah, you're right. Nothing breaks the illusion than seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's, it, it becomes ground up there, then, I guess. So, but the, I think the best way to do it, I think Limbo is fantastic with, with checkpoints. Like it, it must have a checkpoint every five seconds. It's unbelievable how many Uncharted 2 does a good job with it, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Call of Duty as well. I mean, as much as we knock Call of Duty, like, uh, the, the checkpoints are just instant. And to be fair, Red Dead did it well enough for me because, yeah. you know, it, you, were never, you never had to go too far yeah. back, you know, to sort of. I, I, think, I think Rockstar have learned quickly that. Yeah. that Checkpoints are the way forward for them because they they did it better. <laughs> uh, he's on the ball today. He is. Yeah. They did it. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. I know that's annoying. Jesus. They did it better in GTA 4, but not good enough for you, Stu. But they did do it better. You must admit. I mean, no, they, Gate Tony. Did... Gate Tony for me was the best. But yeah, I know. I'm, I'm working my way there. You know, you yeah. took a gun there. Right, a bit premature. Just calm right. down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I shot below you too. And yes, uh, Gate Tony. They. Um, <laughs> they did. They they perfected it. They you know they mid mission checkpoints. It's brilliant. It's a bliss in GTA. 
It is because some of those some of those missions can be quite grueling in GTA Four as well, you know, and long, very long. And yeah. I, from what I hear, like checkpoints are not easy to uh, to. They, they can't just bang a checkpoint in. They have to make sure that it doesn't break the game in some ways. I remember Army of Two, the first one. Like the guy said, "Oh, we needed we needed to delay delay the game," and he later said that you know we just added extra polish. And he says, "Oh, when we delayed the game, we put so many more checkpoints in it." Right, and I was like, I thought that was quite interesting. I was like, oh, you know, you, you take it for granted, and it, it takes time, you know, to put checkpoints in because if you if you get past a certain point and you don't have enough health or something, or something screws up, or you know, it can kind of worms, you know. So. Yeah, but the best way to do that is that, well, I've seen it done one of two ways. Either a, when you restart the checkpoint, they give you just full health again anyway. So I've seen that. If it's regenerating health, it doesn't matter. They want it to be a challenge, though. Or, yeah. or the best way I've seen it done is where they just give you half of your health back, so you've still got to find some yeah. stuff, but you're not, you know, you're not totally out of but it. They take away all your air filters. Yeah, that you see, that was a real problem with. with you know what I realized about that too is that one of the missions where you're running around outside and you're on this building and you Metro, the, the spot Metro you need to find is Metro 2033. You're talking about just in case people have yes. no idea. Yeah. Right. Um, there's this mission where you have to find this spot on the very top of the building, and it was kind of hard for me to find, so I remember I ran around that building over and over and over again. So I prob- that's probably where I used up all my air filters. Yeah. That's what happened to me to a certain extent, because mine was in the stupid... Did you ever get as far as the stupid room with the chandelier? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I suppose it was because you said you had to shoot the chandelier. So when I got to this room, I was like, what am I supposed to do here? And I was like, oh, there's a chandelier. I'm probably supposed to shoot that because Stu told me. Yeah, but I mean, it was so hard because you hadn't been conditioned to do anything like that in the game. And it was suddenly There were like... a couple of things that were kind of like that where you had to like shoot a desk that was leaning up against something. Hey, or, not I mean, much. I, my brain was sort of in the I'm going to have to manipulate the environment by shooting things to an extent. Not very much. You're yeah. right. It was very rare. Well, yeah, it was interesting. Anyway, other games. So games we have played. So we talked about one we oh, haven't. Oh, oh, oh. I did go to rent it, by the way, but it was out. So there was no copies in. So I would have played <laughs> it had there been one available. But... Yeah, sure, you would have. No, you would've... sound like you weren't very committed to this. I'm not, but I would have oh, played well, it. I did go. Here. I did go down and <laughs> I did ask. I'm giving you a hard time. I would have. You're going to learn to ignore me when I start whining. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Chini, what else? Anything else? What else have you been up to? Uh, I tried to... Uh... I tried to play Splinter Cell Conviction on hard. All right. And then I got bored. Um, when I got to the Iraq mission, you know the oh, Iraq mission. Yeah. I just went, oh, this is boring. Like, this, <laughs> this mission is so dull. I can't. I don't think I can. Yeah, get it only lasts it. about fifteen minutes. I know, but it's boring, isn't it? It's so. Crap. It is, and it's just so completely out of place with the rest of the game. It's just like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and, but I did get through it eventually, and I'm back into it now. And I mean, it's not too difficult on hard because you just have to be more of a, a badass, I guess. But um, when you do, you know, when you do like take out a whole room using the ex- marks and execute, you do feel like, you know, Sam Fisher, which is cool. So I still like the game. I just, I'm just not that interested. In it the second playthrough is kind of boring me. Um, what else did I play before I go into the game that I? Really want to talk about. Uh, I finished Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, is it, is, isn't Wonder Woman in that? I've heard she's pretty good. She's, yes, Wonder Woman's in it. Um, oh, I loved that show when I was a kid. Yeah, but he did. He yeah, I had the hot uh, <laughs> Oh, Wonder Woman. 
Yeah, I'd 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 oh, you can be my old dirty <laughs> dick. You can spin around for she me. You tie me up with her golden lariat any day. Some God, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, you could be Catwoman. She's got a, like her tits out for no reason. Um, like Catwoman uh, does. <laughs> like Catwoman does. You can be who else can you be? Superman, Batman, Joker, all those happy people. Captain Marvel, you know, whatever. Oh. Um, do you mean Captain America? No, Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain okay. America is a Marvel, Marvel character. Is. No, neither do I. But he's, uh, he's. I think they were scraping the barrel when they. Uh, Same thing. It sounds like it. Yeah. So I mean, there's a Spider Man. Uh, no, that's Marvel. Yeah, that's Marvel. Oh, DC. DC. Duh. I'm sorry. Are you yeah, not? Yeah. Are you not a geek? What about Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a geek, but I'm always thinking. You should Marvel know all this stuff then, if you're into geekiness things. <sighs> um, excuse me. I think you find that Ethan Marvel. <laughs> exactly. I withdraw uh, my question. I withdraw. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, there's a story mode in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> right? And uh, it's ridiculous. Like, what they should just so do it tongue in cheek because it's just absolutely ridiculous, right? An excuse just to get all these characters in one place, just just idiotic and whatever. Uh, and I did that. And what else have I been playing? Rock Band. I'm playing through Gears of War two again. Oh. I'm insane. Um. You did that the first time, though, didn't you? I played with you on Insane. Uh, I haven't played on this game attack now. I haven't played. I haven't. Have you not? It on no. So yeah. I'm I'm doing I'm doing it with a with a friend of mine. He's playing it on casual, and I'm playing it on Insane. So he's just running in, going ah, like that, just shooting everything, and I'm just waiting. And just <laughs> yeah. Back. You have right. to take your time is, a little bit. I, and you know how we talk about games all the time, and uh, this and that and that and that, and then we talk about Gears Two, and it's like oh, it wasn't as good or whatever. That game is brilliant. Like I, 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 I play that game now, and I'm like, this game is amazing. Like you know, I just think, oh, this it's so good. Like I'm such an arsehole for not thinking this is great, but this is. Brilliant. It had a lot to do, I think, with the impact that the first one had, and the second one obviously yeah. is not going to have that same impact, so it seems yeah. less impressive. But it it wasn't though. I enjoyed the game. I didn't have any issues with the game. It was a shitty ending that I didn't like. It was well, the ending that had a shitty ending too. No, I well, like the first Stu, one. Stu, but you wouldn't eat a cake, right? You, like, you have a whole cake. It's the best cake you've ever had for ages, right? Yeah. And then the last bit has got like a bit of dirt on it and it didn't taste as nice. You wouldn't think that, that cake would kind of sour the yeah, it, would, it would, it would, yeah. Well, it you wouldn't say that the whole, whole cake is shit. Cake, yeah. That whole cake is shit. You wouldn't say that, would you? Yeah, 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 I would. I think if you had a bit of dirt on that, that would be well, the end. All right. Of the cake. Just it would. Taste. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, not dirt, but it didn't have enough jam in it. It oh, had less oh. jam and more sponge. Right? You had enough sponge. jam. And you'd be like, well, all right, it didn't have much jam, but whatever. Um, <laughs> if, it, if, no, if it was, would be like, that was horrible. I haven't been this yeah. miserable since that yeah. hotel with Sinclair's window. If it was, if it was lacking in cream, especially. What do you do in Gears of War two? The very last thing you do is pretty lame. I admit, right? It but is. What do you do ten minutes before that? I don't know. I can't remember now. It's a long you time. You ride a brewmac, which is pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's pretty awesome. I, did, I, I don't know. I just, I just think you should let that go. Was it? Was don't it? Sell it that way. Can you <laughs> try to sell it with the rain on the windows? Was it? Was, was it bigger and more badass? Was it? It was uh, bigger, better, and badass. Yeah. Um, uh, played. I played. Started. Played. Finished. Uh, Fear two. Oh, yeah, okay. Yay! Yay. That. Um, What'd you think? Or. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Um, I have I have got a, a list of things that I either found a bit weird or 
funny. Okay. Uh, so I'm yes. going to go through. Well, I do. I do think the game's brilliant. Let's get. All do you know? It's, I think it's interesting because I do think that was overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah, it, it is great. I mean, it's it's a first person shooter. It's it's bloody. It's a, it's very gory, but uh, you know, it's it's a shooter with like it's a horror shooter, which I think is quite rare. Um, yeah. I, and I love it. All the guns feel great. Uh, it's very satisfying. You know. To, to shoot yeah. people in the game. And, Isn't that uh, thing with the, the mechanized armor in the middle of the game just awesome? Brilliant. It's it's fantastic. And they don't give it you too much, and they don't give it you too huh? less. Uh, you know, you have to get out of it now. No, I don't want to get out uh, of exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I could bash the through the wall. I, I did think, <laughs> yeah. well, let me just bash through the wall. Like, what, what, <laughs> let's just do the whole game. I'll go find out and rip her head off with this thing. <laughs> right. So, um, the ghosts don't seem to affect me in here either. It's perfect. No. Uh, okay, so... When, when you set, you can set some enemies on fire, right? The enemies don't scream. This is my, I'm going into my list, right, of things that kind of annoy me. The enemies don't scream when they're on fire, all right? So they're on fire and they're like, uh, like waving around, right? Doesn't look good on the podcast, but they're just waving around trying to get it <laughs> off, right? And the, one just kind of walked past me as he's trying to waft all the flames off, and he almost just—it was like he said. How you doing, mate? You're right. Excuse me. You know what I mean? He's just like, excuse me, old man. I'm just on fire. Come on, mate. They're hardcore, man. They can't be bothered to scream when they're burning. But they do scream when they're shot to death. Um, A big thing about fear, and fear one and two, and Stu, you said it, was the enemy AI are top-notch. They are. They are very clever. I kind of disagree, right? Because um, they... they, um, they knock down cover, right? They knock down like a drinks machine or something and hide behind it. I think that's what impresses people. You know, they'll grab something that looks obsolete, right? And they'll grab it and use it as cover. That's that's quite clever. They do and a little more can... thinking than your average AI. They do, definitely. They, uh, but they they also do like the odd thing. That, I mean, I, I know it's very yeah. difficult to make good enemy AI, and I do think it's good, but I don't think it's the best enemy AI I've ever seen. And oh my god, you know, rufflecopters. But it, what he does, one of the enemy. He knocks over a jinx thing to hide behind, right? He knocked it over, went to the trouble, knocked it over, and then just ran towards me. He just left it, right? <laughs> uh, I do, I do a thing. That's for his buddy, man. You hide behind yeah. this. I'm gonna go get him. That's the thing, is it? Like you can't fill in the gaps yourself. He's like, well, he knocked it over because he's he he doesn't like coke very much, so he just he just knocked <laughs> it out. That's how clever they are. Um, there's also he had to push of, the H H button. Fuck this. The 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 uh, the other thing was. Uh, like once one one enemy sees you, like everybody sees you instantly. And there's one bit where, like, the the they're all looking at this lift, and I'm like above them, and then I kind of creep forward. I didn't shoot, I didn't make a noise or anything, and all three of them instantly turn at me, right, and shoot at me. They think about it, just like, ah, and I'm like, wow, uh, that was great. So. In that way, I suppose they are good because they just went straight for me. I think uh, the one the one thing I remembered, and I suppose that's what impressed me, was there was a section in the game uh, where there was some sort of pipe work, you know, down the side of where I was, and some little sort of almost like little rat runs. And there were some guys in front of me shooting at me, and the sort of you know when you sort of see something out the the corner of your eye, and I just happened, and there was a bloke crawling down the side of me, flanking me, you know, sort of coming behind yeah. me. And that's oh, yeah. what impressed me. Stuff they'll, like they'll that. jump through windows, cool, and they'll crawl under stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Uh, let's go. I'm honest. Uh, the dialogue's pretty poor. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, it's the very standard. Very good. Uh, and the, the characters, the characters are. We gotta get out of here, man. It, it's it's kind of like um, it's it's just like they're they're just kind of fill out. And there's there's one bit like these are kind of these are soldiers, right? These are soldiers. 
um, they're military people and they like gun stuff. And over the, the it was, I don't know, the, over the, the, the intercom or whatever, this guy says, oh, they're like um, uh, people pizza and at an anime convention or something. Yeah. And I was like, what What kind of a, you know, that's a weird, <laughs> you know, metaphor to use. Yeah, that's what all talk soldiers about. talk about, man. You yeah, can't like, two minutes in Iraq without hearing references to was, anime. But it was like that Snakefist character who's a geek, I guess. Yeah, he but, like, if he's you, not a soldier. Yeah, but I, I thought, like, why would you say that to a soldier? He probably wouldn't do anything like that. Because he doesn't um, know any other way of relating to human beings, man. He's a geek through and through. That's just who he is. That was just, but most of the dialogue's pretty poor. It's, and you always yeah. know who's going to die. And they always see Alma. And they go, there's a girl crying. I'm going to oh, yeah. go over and help her. And, like, three people <laughs> fall for the same trick. Right? And as soon as one of them says it, I'm going, well, he's dead. Idiot. You know? And it, <laughs> yeah. makes, it, frustra- it frustrates me in games like these when the characters mute. Right, because if this was me in this in this play, I'd go, no, don't go over to her. She's going to rip your yeah, head right. off. Walk away. And even if they ignored you, like it wouldn't matter. It would be good just to have a button that's like, try to warn the person that they're being an yeah. idiot. Just, and like, and also, I think when you when you mute when you're a muted character, the other people are just talking to themselves basically because you, they go, uh, uh, Bucket, what's his what's his name, Bucket or something, something like that. Anyway. Beckett, there you Thank go, Bucket. Beckett, Beckett, you go, Beckett, yeah, are you there? All right, and I, I'm like, well, I, I can't respond. I've got no mouth, so I, I'm probably not here. You've just got to carry on telling me anyway. I just that really bugs me. Um, there's there's a lot of gore in this game. It's very gory, uh, and it's like gore for gore's sake. It's just like you know, people's heads blow up. Um, and there's another thing that made me laugh. You know when on when people enemies wear armor, right? And there's a there's a certain point on that armor. That if you shoot it, like they instantly explode, right? Yes. Um, yep. That that happens in this game. They they have armor, and usually it's because they have a flamethrower or something like that. You know. You need to have but, a sweet yeah. spot you can conquer. Yeah. But in this, right, there are soldiers that have like this pack on their armor, right, for nothing, for no reason, right? <laughs> and you shoot it. They and just they went scuba instantly... diving. They just got out, you know. Yeah, they instantly just explode, right? And if I was that enemy, right, and I just want to know, I just want to be in the room when he gets collects his armor. Like the guy who's giving it to him is like, right, here's your armor, here's your guns, here's your ammo, and this pack on your armor. If it shoots, it explodes, and all your limbs go flying. Just ignore that. And I'll be like, what? Excuse me, one minute. What was that? Um, no, no time to explain. Get out there. No, go no, find him. No, sorry, it, it explodes as soon as one bullet hits it. Shouldn't you just Mike, take let me know pack? when he's about to shoot me in my pack. No, <laughs> you, you look out for your own you just, pack. What did you say? Just you, you should take that off, surely. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll just leave it on. Well, can't you just at least paint it black like the rest of the armor? No, we'll paint it orange so the <laughs> so the person can shoot it straight away. Oh, okay. Hey, will you see it, idiot? Um, <laughs> it's just a bit silly. Uh, what else? What else have I got? Uh yeah, da, 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 da. oh yeah, and uh, one of the enemy um shot himself in the face with a rocket. <laughs> so they, they, he did. He, he he walked past the wall in front of him, and he had a, a rocket launcher, and he shot the wall as he was walking past, and he just exploded himself. This happened quite a few times. So the smartest, <laughs> smartest enemy AI, I don't think so. Maybe he was suicidal. Maybe he's <laughs> that smart. He just went, I don't want to be in a video game. I'm going to kill myself. No, I think they did tone it down a bit in Fear 2 than what they did in the original Fear, but the but not the not the 360 version, the PC version. 
you know the the AI in that was very good. I, have I, to do, say. I do think it is it is a great game. Like the shotguns feel awesome. The levels are interesting. You know, like when I, I was like, oh, another factory level or another sewer level, and I was like, oh, this is going to be boring. And it was really well done. The school level's awesome. The tram towards the end is fantastic. I thought that was brilliant. I really like also the uh, the the collecting the intelligence along the way. I think that tells an interesting story. I didn't read any of them. I didn't read any uh, of I them. They, I thought those were pretty good. Yeah, maybe because it sort of sheds light on you know, like the school is obviously pretty twisted, but the the depths of it really come to life when you read those pieces of intelligence mm. scattered around. Yeah, well, I, maybe I didn't. I don't know why. I, maybe if there was audio, I was just like, I don't want to read because you know, it stops the action, doesn't it? I, was like, I don't want to read. Yeah, it that does. Much. Um, yeah, and I thought it was great. And okay, spoiler warning. Spoiler. Right at the end. So did I fuck her then? Because she's not my type. <laughs> well, she's also. <laughs> Isn't she like your sister or something? Or your yes, mom? because your power is to do with a cloning, isn't it? So yeah. is she like? So did I do her? It's so, really just fucked up, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, no one really knows. There's lots of so because to be honest, you know, like she's not right. Like the then if she was my missus, right? Walking around naked all the while, <laughs> I'd probably have a word with her. The whole <laughs> killing people and turning into skeletons. You're going to have a word with her? What do you mean you're going to have a word with her? Honey, I'd rather you... Do... <laughs> oh, not, not great at a party, right? Okay, love. Um, we, a lot of my friends there tonight, I would really like it if they're still alive at the end of the night. Can you just refrain yourself from turning... Stop suffocating me! And <laughs> right, put some clothes on, love. Jesus, it's a party. Enjoy you're not my party. daddy! Wait, maybe you are. I don't know. Play some rock band. Um... Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I love the song. Uh, I do think it's great, though. It, it is. Uh, it is it just takes some time in the middle. That's her favorite song. Almost favorite song is "The Middle" by Johnny Eat World. Middle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, anything <laughs> else? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm just looking. Oh yeah, I've been playing Modern Warfare Two for my brother. Yeah, right. That <laughs> little, no, right let I'm me explain. Bam, no, let no, me explain. Bam. No, no. My no, brother, no, no, no. my brother. No, right. what's up with you, Stu? You gotta stop this fascistic barrier on this game. My brother, <laughs> he um, he's so disheartened with it, and he's given up on it. He's six prestige or seven prestige or something. Uh, right, and he's, he's almost the... giving up on it because I know, no, he's not. He's, he's if he's not giving... having fun, then he should give up. Give up on it. Right, but he's like, I really want to do it, but I just can't be bothered. Right, and I said to him, Pete. Let's do it. I don't care about more XP now. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I, 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 me and him, we're gonna, we're gonna do it together. So I've got his game attack on my hard drive, and he's gonna download it to his house when he gets to play it and stuff. Um, so I'm just gonna give it an hour every day, just for my brother, so he can stop moaning because he stopped playing good games, and he's like, I want to. No, I'll play Modern Warfare too. That's not stopping playing a good game. That's stopping playing an addictive game that makes no, you. Play. No, bro, I, that's what I'm saying to him. I'm, I, I said, like, play Batman, play. Red Dead Redemption, and he played him a little bit, but he, he always wants to get back to Modern Warfare 2 to finish it, and he says, I'll play him properly when I finish Modern Warfare 2, and, but he's like, oh. and I said to him, let's finish it, because I, I don't want you to give up on games, because he said, he might quit games. I'm like, no, See, just finish just this. Right? Cause but you know what you should say? He has finished the multiplayer. When you go to the main menu, dude, tell him to look at that percentage completion rate on the multiplayer. It probably says like 600% complete. So he's yeah. finished it. 600%. Do you know, what are you about? from now on, right, I'm going to say, have you been playing anything else apart from Modern Warfare 2? That is going to be the way I phrase the question every week from now on. 
because I don't want to hear any more about it. I've heard too much about Modern Warfare 2. I've had enough of it. It's just too much. I can't wait much. to read the emails. Too much. That's what the people want to hear about, man. Hey, they don't. Hey. They don't. People Q. don't. Q. Well, apparently Q. from the email, they do. One Q, email. what if somebody emails in, in the show and want to talk about Modern Warfare 2? Are you going to deny the listeners? I am. Are you allowed to talk about it? All right, copy all right, but there is nothing left to say about that game. There is if not. You want to be a commie? There's plenty left to say. If you want to be a commie, right? Don't worry about it. Nothing just left to say. Move to China. <laughs> if you want to know about, about move to Australia, and you won't have to play. Go it. and type it in at M4G, and you'll find plenty of stuff about it. Yeah, because there's lots to say about hey, it. Jude, what have you been playing apart from Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> I'm close to Prestige again. No, no, seriously, I'm just going to edit that out. It's just not going in the show. It's not no, going. I'll talk about it for half an hour, and you have well, to cut you the can whole talk thing. about for half an hour all you like, but it's coming out if you start talking about it. Fine. I've been playing Shank, which is awesome. It's a lot of fun, and I was very sad to have Chinny tell me that it's local co-op only because I don't think the Duchess is going to play that shit with me because it's just stabbing dogs yeah. with a chainsaw. And it's just like, Ugh. did you buy it? That's horrible. Yeah, I bought it. It's excellent. Fun. But if I had known there were chainsawing dogs, man, I'd be like, no, that's bad, because I don't like that. That's not cool, man. That would have made you buy it even more. <laughs> no, they're dogs. Dogs are awesome. There's no reason to be stabbing dogs. Anyway, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's very cathartic, and it's very uh, – the, the, the mechanism and the, the gameplay and the flow of the characters is very excellent. The cutscenes are great, I think. The, the, the cutscenes are fun. Well. It's all, yeah, comic book style, and yeah. it's just – it takes itself not very serious, and it's uh, – I mean, it's a little hard, hard you know, hardcore, like, I got to go find the guy who kidnapped my wife and whatever, and I mean, it's, but it's, it knows it's a little bit silly, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, yeah, and it's just a lot of, you know, it's, it's fun. Like, the game mechanic is fun, and I'll tell people when you're going up against the APC, watch when it launches the rockets and make sure you're somewhere else when they land, because it took me about four or five times to figure that out, and once I did, it was a piece of cake. So. You know what's interesting? Uh, Obviously, we, we played Scott Pilgrim last week, which is, no, you possibly didn't, but it's sort of, you know, the I same, definitely didn't. No, same sort of thing, side-scrolling, you know, beat em up yes. type game, and right. they, they couldn't be... Kids. Yeah, I was going to say, they couldn't be any more different, you know, in presentation. And it feels to me more like what a 2D brawler should be now, or 2D, 3D brawler, if you know what I mean. Oh. That's what they should be like. Shank, I liked it. I, I didn't buy it because it's not my kind of thing, but I really liked the demo. I did have a lot of fun playing yeah. the demo. So I'll tell you yeah. why I didn't buy it. I, I, I didn't buy it because... I thought it was just 800 points. For some reason, even though I read it was 1,200 points, on uh, when I, I told Greg uh, Murphy's Law right that it was 1,200 points last week when we did the Overseas Connection, for some reason, when I bought my Microsoft points from the shop, I was in the, under the impression that it was 800. And I thought, I'll buy Laura Croft, which I did, um, and then I had 1,100 Microsoft points. I was like, great. Oh boy, Shank, and I didn't have enough. And I was like, well, I'm a bit screwed. Mind you, I won't be because of what's coming out tomorrow, but I would, I would have been because I've got something stupid like 1,180 points left or something ridiculous. So I haven't got quite That's enough. Crazy. Yeah, I haven't got quite enough for a 1,200-pointer, but yeah. But but yeah. I'll be spending a chunk of that this week anyway, I would imagine. On what? Uh, well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that later. When we tease. Talk about other stuff. Tease. Um... But yes, so yeah, Shank, I, I'd agree with you. I thought Shank was really well done, very polished and very 
flowed. It flowed. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I also beat Tiger Woods at Tiger Woods 08. Yeah, baby. Oh, you got it. And I felt so – so it all came down to this 30-foot putt I had to make. And by the time I fought against Tiger, I had to go through like 100 or 120 challenges against all these people doing stuff like beat this person putting and do all the par fives and come out ahead and do three skins and win bingo, bango, bongo and all this other crap. So by the time I fought Tiger, it, I had to play 18 holes against him. And we were up and down the whole time and then it came – we were even on the last hole. So I had to beat him. I couldn't both get par or something. And he hit this bad shot into a bunker. Oh, yes, here's my chance. And I had this 30-foot putt, and I was so, like, on the edge. I was like, I've got to make this. So they had this thing where you can set it up and, like – here it'll show you where your shot's gonna go when you putt and then i it was a little to the left so i had to adjust it and i was like i hope this is enough because you know the green's going all over the place it's gonna slide left it's gonna slide right and then i put it in and i was like oh and it did that thing where it zooms in because it's like sometimes if it gets close it's like are you gonna make it and it did and i was like oh come on please and then it did I was so happy. I jumped up and I was like dancing with my dog. I was like, I beat Tiger. I beat Tiger. Because that literally is the last thing in the game you have yeah. to can do. I, can I ask you a question? super difficult to beat Tiger. Can I ask you a question? Was that a time when you were glad that the AI was crap? <laughs> it wasn't. That's the thing. No, no, the, but the, the that shot he did in the bunker, you know. That he... shot, yeah. And you know what? Here's the other thing. There was another challenge, about five or six challenges earlier than that, where I had done it literally like 10 or 20 times, and I was like, I'm so sick of doing this. And then when I got to the end of that round of golf I had to play with this person, it was like nine holes. So every time I had to do it, it was like nine holes over again, and it got so tedious. He started making these stupid, like hitting it right into a tree. And I was like, they're just being nice. There's something in this program probably that's like, this person's done this 20 times. Just end it for him now, would you please? So, I don't know. That's, that's It which, feels good when you can find. Which Tiger Woods was that? 08. Oh, right. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a good game, you know. And like I said, I got bit again by the golf bug when I played that arcade game. And uh, so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's really nice and relaxing. And the uh, aesthetics are really good. And the courses are nice. And yeah, my. I enjoy, my, I enjoy uh, Tiger Woods games. I do, I do think they're a lot of fun. I was annoyed uh, by the fact that I couldn't make my own golfer with the little game face thing because there is a thing where you can upload a picture. So I took these stupid digital pictures of myself and tried to upload them. But then, you know, 08 is like 17 years ago, apparently. And so they're like, that server offline now you can't do that and it's an achievement associated with it too so i'm like come on i want the achievement points but i didn't really want them that bad so i didn't care but the other game i've been playing is uncharted 2 and uh you know that game is so much fun and the thing that really impressed me while i was playing it was the camera i think the camera is the thing that distinguishes that game more than anything else the graphics are awesome the voice acting is very solid the writing is pretty decent overall although some parts are dumb um but but the fact that the camera is moving in these beautiful ways and then it zooms in suddenly when you need to squeeze through a tight spot and then it zooms out when you go up into a big open you know valley or whatever it is they did a really good job tying the, the movement of the camera to character emotion, and I was very impressed by that the more I play it. I probably got – I know I got exactly nine more chapters to do, so probably I'll be finished by the time we do next game, uh, next podcast, and I'm just really having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no, it was a good game. Very good. And it, it is uh, – it, it, it does the, – the camera moves the camera moves like a movie. 
It is like a movie, yeah. the way it moves around and everything. It's and like obviously, cool. they can do some things that a movie can't really do. I mean, they can, but they generally don't. Um, moving from the macro to the micro very quickly, and that's very nice. Um, though there, there's this one part where you're you're up against these like yeti type things that are slaughtering wolves and stuff. Those those are pretty stupid monsters. I, I thought that was a little dumb to have those in the game, but whatever. Yeah, have you you never played the first one, did you? I never played the first one. Yeah, it was interesting the first one because you got towards the end of that and then you got a load of monster things that you hadn't really fought anything like in the game. Like zombies. Yeah, Yeah, so it went from like dudes. Although I hated that bit. The bit where you're in the dark all the time was horrible. And they sort of just kept coming at you. Well, you're making me not want to play it now. Ah, it was horrible. No, I don't know. The first one's okay. Yeah, it was good. The the first one's fine. But if you play the second one and then go back to the first, I don't It's going to be hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah, It's still worth playing, though. The first one was good. It is. I I think you should give it a miss, Duke. No, I think it's worth having a go of. Well, there's other games I want to play, like Dead to Rights, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, because, you know, we all kill it. I do want to try that. Oh, yeah, I want to play that because I want to play the dog. I don't want to. The dog, baby? It'll be like the reverse of Shank. Take this bad guy. (laughs) He's eating your testicles. Ha ha. Well, well, I've been playing, uh, obviously, Dragon Age again this week. Dragon Age. Uh, do you know? Do you know? I was I was really unhappy with it when I played it the other day, uh, because I've just done the you know the three the three the circle of mages quest you know to get the mages uh, to help yep. your you know your fight against the the blight and everything, and yep. you know you go into the fade, don't you? So you do this huge yep. sort of mission in the fade, and I got all these really cool shape shifting spells, and I was like, whoa, how cool is this? I can change into a mouse, which is you sort of did. All right. Uh, yes. And I was like, oh, I can change this color. How cool is that? And this fire knight, that's really cool. I can't wait to use these when I get back out of here. And then I go, <laughs> and it all disappeared. I'm like, no. <laughs> so it was only in the fade where you could use those. So I was like, mm. yep. I thought that was a cool part of the game. I mean, because I did that quite late, so I've been doing all this sort of, you know, standard fantasy type stuff. And then that takes it in a quite an interesting turn. It does. It was cool. And I liked the nightmare bits, you know, when you have to link it all together and then go into each oh, sure. nightmare. It was it was very, very cool. I really liked it. But I that reminded have... me a bit of the part in Oblivion where you're going into that painting, you know? Yeah. And it's very yeah. surreal. Yes, a bit like that. Yeah, a bit sort of bit doesn't make a lot of sense and loads of demons and yep. stuff to fight. What was quite interesting, uh, Steve-O over at uh, Gaming for the Elderly has been playing it, and he's struggling. He's, I think he's playing as a soldier type, you know, as mm. opposed to, uh, you know, to a mage. And I must admit, I think it's probably easier playing as a mage with, you know, being able to heal yourself and heal other people in your party. Heal yourself, heal others, and keep your distance. That's a big and thing, too. Because I, yeah. I, I did it as a soldier, too, and I was just like, this is brutal, because they're all coming for me, and I'm right in the, I have to be right in the middle of it. Yeah. So what I did, I think if you're doing, if he's listening, listen, man, Steve, I feel your pain, man. Here's what you gotta do, dude. Set one person up as an archer, and set one person up as a mage, and set that mage as soon as you drop below 90. Never mind whatever else is going on on the battlefield, heal you. Yeah, and then the archer should you always have to use the tactics. The don't use the tactics you. menu. Yeah, the tactics can definitely help. I mean, you can make it without really fiddling with the tactics. But the, if you learn to master that tactic system, you can make yourself the focus of everything, and then it doesn't matter. You're, okay, this person drops in the middle of the battle, but who cares? I need to stay alive. Yeah, it's very cool. So yeah, I quite you know I quite like it, and I'm really enjoying it. I like the story. I like the way it's all strung together, you know. And I'm liking the the sort of Morrigan Alistair relationship which is quite yeah it really makes me Alistair's a punk yeah but Morrigan she just baits him 
all the time, constantly. You know, I'm walking <laughs> she along. Meets everybody all yeah, the time. Yeah, true. She's but she, she, she really goes at him. All, all, this, all I can hear is them bickering behind me, and it's quite. You have, you, see, that's the thing. I think you have Alistair, where I had that woman from the chantry, and she and Morgan were always going at it too. And because I didn't care, about Alistair, I was like, "You're not going to be in my party because you're a dork." No, I've had him in there. I think he's quite funny, but it is funny to listen to. And I've given him some big badass sword now, so he's quite hard as well. So he goes around just chopping stuff. Looks ridiculous. He does, but you know, I've I've changed his armor up as well, so he's not looking too bad now. Um, but yeah, it, it is funny. But he looks like me, which isn't good because I made my character look like him without realizing. Although I've got oh, pretty boy, huh? Yeah, I've got tattoos on my face, though. So it's sort of you know, I wanted to rough him up a bit. But he, because I'm an elf, I'm an elf mage, right? And I'm sort of a mini version of him. <laughs> Sorry, like... I've drifted out a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Are, you, are, you saying, are you an elf? <laughs> I am an elf, yes. And yeah, you've got so tattoos on your you. face. You've, <laughs> you've changed a lot since I last saw you. I, uh, I'm an elf with tattoos on my face, that is true. <laughs> um, so I've been playing that and it was really cool. Um, I hooked up with Surface Lizard on the PS3. Um, because I picked up ages and ages and ages ago. I picked up Saints Row 2 for £7. Uh, uh-huh. So for next to nothing, and I've never played it. I've never played it. I've had it ages, probably about three or four Science months. Saints Row Two, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's shame because that's great. So never played it, and uh, we said we decided we'd play some co-op. Um, so I, I made a character with some weird dude with a clown's face and stuff. You know, I thought I'd make him look a bit scary. Uh, I made him really big and bulky. Um, so yeah, so I've been playing that. He was a girl, uh, surface lizard, for some reason. He. Has a girl's character. I, I don't want to judge. I was a yeah. girl. Oh, no, I was a girl in uh, Saints Row. Actually. Yeah. So he was a girl. Although he has got a girl's voice as well. He hasn't uh, gone for the whole. Uh... What? Like, did you? Did you? Was you chatting too much over Xbox Live? Are you dissing him? No. Got... No, because he only got a PS3, hasn't he? He's only got a PS3. I'm oh, sorry, but that'd be weird, wouldn't it? If you chatted over Xbox Live and you. It would be very weird. Although, <laughs> although that would probably have been better. Lol. Because it did uh... not work. We could not get the chat to work. You were meant, right, and, and in addition to that, you had the, I had two updates. Each one was 300 megs big. So before oh, I could even play damn. it, I had two 300 meg updates. So they took about, say, 20 minutes to download and install. And you know what bugs me the most about that? It, it's not a big deal when you're playing a game that's old, like Saints Row is not so much about the production. But with Uncharted 2, you want to sit down and watch the beginning of that like a movie, man. And so I put it as, like, I need to update for 20 minutes. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? If I go away, the game's going to start, and I'm going to miss the opening thing. That's yeah. so stupid. It should stop and be like, click here when you're ready to continue or something. But it doesn't. It just starts right away. Yeah. Ah! So that happened, right? So I was like, oh, God. So anyway, so when we we went to start playing at 10 o'clock, right? And we fiddled and faffed to try and get the voice chat working so we could actually talk to each other, which is obviously a good thing when you're playing co-op, uh, for about yeah. an hour. So it was about 11 o'clock when we finally got played. Oh. And it's like... That's because you don't have PlayStation Plus. No, but, you know, I love, the, I love my PS3, and I like it, and I like the games on there, and I like all the stuff it does, and I like, you know, all the vids on there, all the stuff on there. But for friggin' hell's sake... You know, a simple thing like voice chat, you know. It was on the 360, I'd just plug it in the headset and I would be talking to someone straight away without any faffing about. But this, it doesn't yeah. even work. So I Googled it and there, it is a known issue. You know, people have issues. But some are going, well, it worked fine for me. And others are going, yeah, I couldn't get it to work either. And it's like, it just seems to decide whether it'll work. There's no rhyme or reason. No one really knows why it doesn't work sometimes and sometimes it does. And it's like, ah! Yeah. So it was very frustrating. Um, but the game itself, the co-op was 
connected no problems. There was no issues. There was no lag. There was nothing like that. It, and it worked really well. And we had an absolute blast. Um, just so, which, which would have been better had we could hear each other laughing, which I'm sure we both were at the same time. But, oh, my God, we were just doing so many crazy things like the, <laughs> uh, the fuzz missions. God love us. They were funny. Yeah, those are cool. Because oh. they're, they're presented in a humorous way in the game as well. Yeah, he's like, you know, and it's some of the comments that the cameraman makes when you, and then he's going, you know, there's this cameraman, right? This is the funniest bit about the fuzz missions, right? We're doing them and it's like beat up. For those who don't know, sorry, those who don't know, it's like a parody of cops where there's a cameraman following you around. They want to get you footage of you bashing people's heads in and committing police brutality. Well, but the police themselves won't get involved, so they get you to dress up. And and I'm dressed as a policeman with a big clown face. Right? So look, no. yeah. Right. So we're running round, right? And it was, and some of them are so funny. It's like a pickpocket, right? And the pickpocket, we're chasing him down in a car. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drive over him. I know. So he's like done that, and then right, you're driving like, and he makes some comments. So if you if you really brutal, out, wow, I'm gonna get promotion. Then he goes, oh, that was a bit brutal, or whatever. And he makes some comments about it being too much. But then he goes on the next instance, huh? Have you tried using a chainsaw, right? <laughs> on, on the next one, we've both got chainsaws, and we get extra points if we use a chainsaw on this streaker. It's like a streaker. Use the chainsaw on the streaker. <laughs> We're like, I mean, obviously we did, but you know that was pretty terrible stuff, you know. But excellent game, yeah, really like. And I like the way it works. I like the city. I like all the stuff you can do. The driving feels fine, you know. You can have a bit of a grin, and, and the story, even the story, is so tongue in cheek and so funny. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, you just walk in the courtroom and break the dude out. <laughs> <laughs> like that could be yeah. done by heat style. <laughs> um, there's no cover system, but I don't think it needs one somehow because it just uh, it's just so easy. Yeah, it's just so easy to blast everybody, you know. And I think that's what that game is made for. And yeah, one thing that did bug me a little bit. You ever played the first one? No, I never played the first one. Chinny, did you play the first one? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. You didn't like the first one so much. I <laughs> the thing I liked about the first one is there's that. And this is in the second one, um, the mayhem missions where you just go around killing people and blowing stuff up. In the first one, when you got up to the 10th level, they brought in chains of things. Like You could blow up six cars in a row with the missile launcher, and it was so easy to keep the chains going. And on this one, the only way that I've ever been able to see online advice for defeating the mayhem at the 10th level is by like setting up a whole bunch of C4 on fences. And then you can get the chain combination going, and that'll get your point levels higher. And it's uh-huh. so stupid because that's the most boring thing in the world. It should be about yeah. like torpedoing rockets and, and shooting down helicopters and all that crazy stuff. And instead, it's like you got to drive through some fences, and then you're uh, set. Yeah, we did that. I mean, we did that. The mayhem mission ones. Are they called yeah. mayhem? Yeah, I yeah. was expecting to be giving rocket launches, and you have to go and blow loads of stuff up or something, you know? Yeah, um, but it wasn't that. No, you're right. It was. It was sort of just it's a little lackluster. The first one is really good for that. If you want, if you're looking for that sort of thing, check out that first one because the mayhem missions on that are so much better. But I like the. I also like the uh, insurance fraud where you like fling yourself in front of trucks and stuff. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's time. Let's have let's have Quanrian's indie picks for this week. We'll come back and talk about that. Quanrian, Quanrian yeah. review, review. We've got uh, we've got a ton of news for the middle of the show because it's been quite a busy week in the news as it goes. Uh, yeah, and then to finish off, we've got a topic supplied to us by none other than Surface Lizard again. He's given us a topic. To talk. The old lizard. The old lizard. Yeah. Okay. Go. 
Whoa, that's a full rainbow. <laughs> Double rainbow. Oh my. Oh my I'm sorry, God. I played the wrong sound file. <laughs> this is Michael Fugley, also known as Quarnian on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to look at Monsters Probably Stole My Princess by Mediatonic and Breeze by Rob Hutchinson. Monsters Probably Stole My Princess can be closely described as a remake or re-envisioning of the classic game Rainbow Island. Uh, the gameplay is, is pretty much the same. The character is completely different. Imagine you're you're not a good guy. Imagine you're you're kind of a bad guy and you're possibly delusional and you happen to be called the Duke and everyone is afraid of you. And you decide to assume that all the monsters in your kingdom stole your princess. So you go around eating the living snot out of everything. And in the process of doing this, you're climbing as high as you possibly can while getting combo bonuses for hitting multiple platforms without landing on the same one twice. And basically you bump into the enemy and you hit them. And that's pretty much how this game works in a nutshell. And it's it's not bad. It's it's the graphical style is good. It actually has, and the game actually advertises this, is that you have little intros and outros for each of these little sequences. And they're they're quite well done, and it's and I'm actually I'm always surprised to see outdoors and intros in indie games because those do take time to make, and it's just a lot easier to not have them and just do a screen of text or something like that or a splash screen. But these these are actually animated sequences. I imagine that this person has some experience in animating because it's it's quite clear in the design of this game that animation was at least part of the focus. It really does look like you're watching some kind of like Sunday morning cartoon in a game and it, it overall it's it's quite a good game and um other than the price the price is going to keep this from being an impulse buy and just going to throw that there right away second if you like rainbow islands that may put you off a little bit of this because it doesn't seem to have as much to it as rainbow island did but for 240 it's fair there's quality here there's definitely quality here so yeah it's it's, it's a good funny little game it's not too short I, I don't see anybody totally completely blowing through this right away but yeah it's probably worth the points but only for those who are are willing to spend them already uh this isn't going to really push anybody over and be like wow that's that's a steal i don't think this is a steal i think this is a, a good price for what it is and you're either going to buy it or you're not. And the next game I'm going to be looking at is Breeze. And this game is basically a simplified version of Blow, which was one of the first games that came out in the indie games, got a lot of acclaim, and had a tutorial that was way too long for the time trials that were available at that point in time. And even now, with the longer time trials, I believe it's still too long. This game strips away all that complicated stuff, no placing fans, none of that, none of that stuff. You are literally just a fan that you move around and you've just got this flower and you're just guiding it around and it's quite it's quite well done it's something that looks like it should be on the iphone i'm not gonna lie this would be absolutely perfect for the iphone's touchscreen controls but it works and it's got a bunch of levels they're not easy it's something that's worth going in and playing a level or two chipping away at and then going back to it it's not something i see someone just burning through one day and being done with because it is hard but it is, it is good, and it's solid, and the, the closer your little fan is to the flower, the stronger it is. But the caveat to this fan is you can kill the flower with your fan. So if you touch it, 
you touch this object, you're supposed to get to the goal. You actually destroy it. So that actually makes for an interesting dynamic because you've got to be so utterly careful with this flower because you bump it into anything and it gets destroyed. At the same time as you're trying to save this flower and getting it to the goal, you've got a time limit, which at first seems a bit restrictive, but after a while you find it, it it's usually enough time. But on top of that, there are these developer challenges which give you these crazy short times that you have to beat. And if you really want to go all crazy hardcore, you can try and beat those times and they will absolutely be a challenge. You will actually have to really think hard and be really good about how you use that fan to beat those challenges. This is a tough one because I honestly, this is one of those games, if you have an iPhone, I'd say wait until it comes out on the iPhone. It probably is a better better way to play this game, but you don't have an iPhone and, you, and you're checking out the indie games. This is not a bad way to play it on the 360 with your analog controller and for 240 it's not too expensive but it may be a bit much for people both of these games are, are not cheap they're not these are not the typical dollar games i usually felt out these are definitely a bit more expensive but they also got some value in there but I, you know again it's always up to the consumer to decide if if they're going to buy these games or not all i can do is present them to you and say here look check them out if you don't like them you don't like them and that's all there is to it So we'll go with Duke first this week. What do you think? You know, I really like these games. I thought they were fun. I thought they were well-designed. I thought they were good for what they did. But And the graphics were awesome in both of them. Like I really was very impressed with the graphics in both of them. Um, the problem is, and I should also say that that one game where the main character is named that one thing was especially I know. cool. I am the great and powerful Duke. Yes. Uh, that's not from the game. That's from the TV show, The Critic. But, uh, you know, the game mechanic on both of them, I just felt was really... Bleh. The flower one was not as good as Blow, and Blow was done very well because it was very chill and relaxed. And this game required the player to be very kind of tense and, and like, I'm going to hit something, no! Ah! And it was very frustrating when, you know, you're 80% of the way across the level and then you touch something accidentally and then you have to start all over and... I didn't. I didn't really have a lot of fun playing that. I was. It was rewarding when I finished a level and I felt like yes, I did it. But I felt like the way that game played wasn't very satisfying. And then the other game, it was such a race against the clock to be jumping up the levels and then like attacking the dude and then like you know trying to catch him and you know it was moving up very fast and it just I didn't like the way that game played either. So again, like. 10 out of 10 for the graphics and the sound was good and the presentation was excellent on both of them, but the gameplay mechanic was just really not there. Yeah, no, I sort of agree. I like I like them both. I thought they were both quirky. I, I really loved on the monsters probably still my but I loved I really loved the style of it, you know, and it was really cool yeah, little yeah. cut scenes and you don't often get cut scenes, do you, on the on it's the indie game. Well, so that's certainly not good ones, and these were very good. Yeah, they were. They were really, really well done. Um and the I gameplay I know. And the gameplay, although I, I liked it, I thought it was quite challenging. I must admit I didn't manage to do the second one. I did the first one. Uh, after about two goes at it, but the second one I just could not do. Really, you did it in two goes, and you couldn't do the second one. Noob, no, I couldn't noob, do the second noob, one. Noob. <laughs> no, yeah, sure it's I have to. <laughs> and, uh, and Breeze, Breeze, I quite like that sort of game. That's my kind of game, you know, a bit challenging and quite fun to play and, and difficult to master. 
So I quite I quite like Breeze a lot. I like the, the Did you buy it? I didn't know. I had two hundred and forty points. Oh, all this praise and glory. It's magnificent, it's wonderful, it's awesome, it's my kind of game. I'm not parting with two pounds. Go fuck yourself. I know. But I've got to, you know, I'm I, there's still stuff I might want to buy this year with me points that I've got left, so What do you mean real games, Stu? Yeah. Well, no, not real games, but you know, there's there's stuff I wanna buy, but we'll come on to that. Oh, you arcade racist. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, so what did you think? Huh? So what did you think then? What, what did you think? What did you English? think of the game? Of what? Of the indie games that we're talking about right now? Oh, um, I, uh, Monsters Probably Star My Princess, is probably, without doubt, the most... Best game I've played on the other games, by far. Hey! Love us. By far. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I love it. I think it's great. Ah, <laughs> what do you like? I think it's superb. I, I heard about this uh, when it was a PlayStation mini game, and that would explain why there's like a board around it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, on a, play, on a PSP... Or, or, or is it uh, the PlayStation Minis? Do they go on the PS3 as well? Or is it just PSP? Uh, it depends. PSP. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Yeah. I think this isn't. If you run to install 700 gigs, then yes. Yeah. Well, I think this one's for designed for the PSP because of all the borders and stuff. Um, but to to blow that out, you know, to make it a full screen, um, it looks, you know, pretty good. And uh, you know, presentation is excellent, top notch. Cutscenes are great. It's funny. I like the the fact that the the guy you're playing is an absolute idiot. <laughs> he just <laughs> yeah. assumes everything. He's just like, well, you know, he's a big racist. He's, uh, an he's absolute, a monster. He probably stole. <laughs> yeah, he's just he completely <laughs> racist towards. Monsters. I think he's a speciesist if he's going against aliens. But... Uh, I I think that you know, monsters are a race, right? No. Well. No. <laughs> What a silly In a very broad yeah. sense of the word, possibly. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up in the... the, uh, the uh, uh, a monster's a race. I like it. Go on, carry on anyway. There's your question I'll, of I'll the week. I'll just see it in my head now. A load of monsters picketing outside of uh, this. <laughs> because uh, he really existed. We are a race. We deserve right. Um, oh, my God. Brilliant. Sit on the back. Uh, yeah, so I think it's great. I, I, I did it. Perfect both times because I'm awesome. I, I just think it's a, a brilliant. It's it's so funny, you know. Like you, Star Princess, get get your hand off her, and he turns around. He's just like planting seeds. He's just he's just <laughs> chilling out. He's not doing anything. He's just planting seeds, and uh, it's great. I just love how stupid the Duke is. But, but it's even funny off. because obviously he stolen her in the first place, and thinks everybody else yeah. has stolen her back or whatever, or yeah. stolen her from him. <laughs> yeah, I. I uh, I played it, as I say, I, I heard about this when it was a PSP Mini, and um, I heard a lot of people talk about it, and, I, and then I heard the idea of the game. So I went into this game knowing what it was, kind of. I didn't know how it played, uh, but it just it's just so funny. I just, I just want to support the people that made this game. You know, I just want to give them my money, so that's what I did. Excellent. It is good, though. It is very well made, you know, and you don't yeah. often, again, come across those sorts of games on the indie games, so it's really nice to see something as, as well made as that. It's very nice. Yeah. It is. Uh, right. that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, like, I, I pay for this game because, look, this is the kind of quality I want in my indie games. This is what I'm looking for. Like, no publisher would get behind this kind of crazy idea. Um, 
which is why which is brilliant about indie games because they don't need publishers. You know, so. mm-hmm. uh, Breeze is not the description of how easy that game is, is it? No, no, nope. definitely not. Uh, I don't think I could do that for more than ten minutes without getting very annoyed. <laughs> it's the problem. Uh, I think it's an interesting idea. It's a, it's a, it's a simple idea. It's it's done well. It looks nice. It's just not something that I could play for very long before getting either bored or annoyed. So I'm afraid that game will have to breeze past me. Yeah, it made me laugh a little bit how they obviously <laughs> how they still the artwork. It's a bit delayed. <laughs> yeah. Stolen the artwork off Flower. I was closing a window. Yeah. They stole the artwork from what? Flower. Yeah. yeah, they did. In a little bit. But, and then it's nothing like Flower, so, you know. It's like... <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, let's call it Flower. No, that's already a name. Let's call it Blow. That's already a name. Shit. What are we going to call it? Breeze. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. Flower Blow. I liked it. But, yeah, I would agree that Monsters probably stole my princess was definitely to pick this one. Fantastic. Yeah. You could, that could be a franchise. It's like, it could change Aliens probably stole my princess. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Very simple gameplay. I like Jews the... probably stole my princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Um, I like the way... Well, I'm that... Jewish, so I get to make that joke. Yeah, Oh, none of y'all make no Jewish jokes. Um, Ginger's probably stole my princess. But yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did like... Uh... I'm not ginger. I just don't like them. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and I did like the way the multipliers worked. If you just landed on different platforms each time, yeah. it was quite a cool thing. So, yeah, right. it was all very cool. So simple and fun. Okay, let's move on. Um, yeah. Yes, moving on. I did come across this week um, a little gameplay footage trailer for uh, Dead Rising Case Zero, which comes out Ooh. tomorrow, so we'll be playing it, hopefully, <gasps> by Friday. Uh, yeah, it comes out this week, believe it. I won't. Are you not? So, let's well, let's have a chatter about it. Have you both had a chance to have a look at this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what did, what did you think, then? What are your impressions? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. That's my impression. I'm doing a noise of my impression. Is that genuine, or you just feel like making a weird noise? No, genuine. That's exactly how I feel about Case Zero. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, what, 400 points? It's going to be 400 points. And for that 400 points, you get a whole town to explore. Maybe. It looked pretty big. I mean, when you saw it, because he did, obviously, in the, the gameplay footage, he showed the map, didn't he, of the town, and it looked I did forget. Big. I did forget that it was 400 points, to be honest. It's, so I thought it was 800. No, so. no, it's only 400 points. So you I need know, to revise gonna, that sound you made. I'm going to change my sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 400. I think 400's fine. I'm, I'm happy for 400. Yeah, I think that's the right price, then. That's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah, and apparently they're making no profit at all. They're saying, you know, if it's... <laughs> if it's well, not yet, but it'll show up. The whole thing is marketing. Yeah, yeah totally marketing. Yeah, if a substantial Huge. amount of people buy it, they're not going to make any money because of the amount... Oh, you can it... level up your character like a but... month early before the game comes out, and it's like a prequel like marketing. It's no, why Dead Space 2 is going to get a prequel with stupid little mini-games in it. It's marketing. But it is, it is, but... It's nothing to do with the main game, so it's not. They haven't just taken a, a chunk well, out of the main game. The main game. game is killing zombies. It is, but it's a completely different setting, and this is set three years before the main game. Is it really? Yeah. So it's two years after the original game, and three years before. I thought it was the... like instantly. Before. No, no, it's three years before the 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 yeah, new you game. Got yeah. But I thought like this is where he was before the the first game, like the second game starts. You know what I mean? Like this is. Like the journey that that took him to Vegas or whatever it is. Yeah. So, nope. No, nope. 
So it's three years prior to the to the new game. So we'll get to presumably find out how they link together. Um, but what did you think? I mean, what did you think of the changes it made? I mean, it looked very similar. I've got to say, it actually. looks super similar. It does. Well, like, the whole game looks super similar to me. Yeah, it didn't look a massive amount different to the first one. But I don't mind that. I thought the first one was pretty good for its time, you know, when it came out. The only thing that bothered me, really, like, the, the, the save points are still in the toilets. Yeah, that was a bit weird. It's a bit strange, because the biggest complaint... Oh, that's about... hilarious and cool. Yes. Yes, Japan. It's not funny. Um, but these are not Jap- Japanese, so you'd think they learned their lesson. Uh, the, the side points were in the toilets. That was very stupid in the first game. Very annoying. Um, very difficult to get to a side point because there are as, there is a zombie invasion going on. So to get from A to B was difficult and annoying. Um, in this one, it seems though they've got that toilet thing in there, but they've also got some kind of checkpoint system as well. Because uh, the guy on YouTube, who I completely go against what he's totally doing, by the way, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he he allowed to plug some kind of checkpoint or something, and it says, do you wish to save and continue or just continue? So there is some other save system going on, I think. There is uh, that, and also you get three saves, don't you? Yes. Whereas in the first one, you had one save, and that was it. That was it, yeah. It's, it's uh, still a bit clunky, though, because it's, and we've still got the time-based missions, haven't we, again? Yeah, the t- the t- yeah that, those are the two big things that people hated about the first Dead Rising. It was the time-based missions and the saving system. For some reason, even though I'm pretty sure that like, the, the Canadian developers were aware of all the feedback and they acknowledged people that they're not going to make the same mistake, it looks like they have, which is so strange. To a certain extent. I mean, they've obviously made some changes... And we don't really... I mean, all right, okay. If Maybe it'll be a mixture, because if your daughter's got, you know, going to be a zombie soon, right? Unless yeah, you get a zombie... Get... What, what's the, what's the Zom- zombie called? Zombrex is called. Sounds <laughs> like some sort of breakfast cereal, doesn't it? They must have thought of that for about two seconds. We'll get some Zombrex. Um... <laughs> I'll just put some Zombrex on it, love. You'll be fine. Stop molding. Get that tussin in there. Let the tussin get to the bone. Yeah, but in that scenario, it makes sense because obviously, if you don't get it in time, she's going to turn into a zombie. So that sort of makes sense, you know. So let's hope it'll be a mixture of those sorts of time-based missions for those sorts of things where you where you've got a time limit because it's yeah. part of the story. Uh, yeah, given the context, it, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I'm not I suppose you can overly say that about all missions though. Like someone needs rescuing, they will die in about an hour. That the, every kind of mission in that no, game it didn't. Be. No, it didn't really. I mean, I remember some of, one of the escort missions in the story. You had to just get someone back to the thingy, but the, it was just a time limit. There was no reason given for there being a time limit to get them back. You just had to do it. Yeah, well, you assume they die, you know, now because I don't yeah, died of getting eaten by zombies, I suppose. I uh, but hopefully, That'll do it. yeah, hopefully it'll be contextual and it won't be as frustrating as the first one. Um, but yeah, anything you do in the prequel though gets carried through to the main game when you play. So any leveling up you've done or anything like that will will be carried over into you, which isn't a bad thing. I don't think in that game uh, because that's one of the things I did was grind a lot when I played the original one, which was just a stupid way of playing it, but it was the best way of playing it in my opinion. Um, so yes, looking good. I, I, I'll definitely probably pick it up. I think. I might do. I might play. Yeah, maybe Cause the four hundred points things changed my mind a little bit on it. It's, as I say, it's changed my noise. So it's gone from eh, yeah. to. <laughs> eh. So we figured out how to get Shinny on board. Just drop the price in half. That's yep. it. That'll do me. And and you apparently know. you can start combining weapons and stuff. So it'd be interesting to see how all that you know works. There's a lot of customization to the bike. Yeah, uh, uh, which uh, I thought was kind of 
weird and different. Did you see yeah. the? Yeah, when he was yeah, there was customization for the bike. Plus, you know, he had it in the shopping trolley when he was bringing it back, which was a bit weird. Yeah, well, he's got to find parts that like because yeah. I'm guessing that you use the bike. Well, you do. You use the bike in Dead Rising too because you can put like spikes on it and stuff. Yeah, chains chainsaws. And, um, so that must be the same bike that he gets. So that this is kind of like the origin of the bike, and you know, obviously some something to do with his daughter. So you know, you, you have to collect parts of the bike. This is where you got your little motorbike from. Um, I think what was also quite cool. There was definitely lots of body parts flying everywhere. They've definitely. Uh, you know, got the gruesome factor up there. You know, he saw yeah. when he swings that big hammer around, <laughs> there's bits flying everywhere in there. So, yeah, it was good. I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought it looked pretty cool. Okay, uh, yeah, moving on to the next thing. Yeah, uh, new Portal Two trailer. So we had one. Not watching it. Not long ago. No, nope, uh, me neither. Oh man, oh man. Nope. Dude, we're, we're trying to keep this. I know you are. We're not we're watching it. it. Oh, I love it. We not watch it because we love the game. Yeah, exactly. oh, we Listen, love it. It's only like the original launch trailer, but in this okay. one, they've got Stephen Merchant doing the voice, so we get a chance to hear what he's like as, as you know, as Weetly. Yeah, and I want to experience I can't wait that. to hear what he's like when I get the game. <laughs> oh, well, you two are so funny. So what are you going to do with Eurogamer? Are you going to avoid playing it? Or... I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to not oh, play it. Oh, man, I'm definitely going to be playing it. I know you are. I'm going to be, it's a pool too great. And I'm going to go, shoot, <laughs> I'm in a distance where I can physically hit you. Right? <laughs> yes. So I to think about what you say about uh... that game. <laughs> But it looked, just just to let you know, it did look great. And it reminded me, I'll be honest with you, it reminded me more of a Half-Life game than a Portal game. Because instead of, obviously in the first game, it was all about the sort of, you know, apart from the very end of it, it was all about being in the labs and being in these little instances, wasn't it? This feels more like a proper game with a story. You're and getting out into a different world. Yeah. You know, people keep saying that this is going to be like a short game again, which I don't. Think I don't. It, think is. it is, and it's not. This going is going to be, going to be a full game. Yeah, it is. People don't understand. I reckon this will be over six hours. Easily. Yeah. No, you're not. You're no longer contained in the lab. You are in the labs, but obviously it's all yeah. overgrown. So, like what, what's happened is, is like, yeah. you know, Glados is back, and she's making the world around you. She's changing it as you walk through it, right? And it, it, it all platforms appear, and she's she's building this world around you. And I remember a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Portal Two is only going to be a couple of hours, and then you can play Halo Reach or whatever." I'm like, Portal Two is going to be a long. They're not going to charge you that a full price game no. and give you two hours. It is now. Portal One was an experiment. It was by far one of the best things ever to come out this generation, um, and. It, it it worked, and now they've gone, well, we need to give people more. So that's what it is. It, I bet it'll be as long as, like, episode two, Half-Life episode two or something, which is about, like, seven, eight hours. God knows. I, I think it's going to be a pretty big game. Yeah, I, I think it is. It, it's no, uh, I mean, even looking at the trailer, you can see that it is absolutely nothing like the first game. You know, it's completely out there, you know, and Wheatley, I think, will make a big difference. Although I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not totally sold on the voice. I'm not totally sold so far. I don't know, it's just because he just sounds, you know, obviously so, you know, just like Stephen Merch, he's not put anything on. It's just like, it, I think the trouble is, after watching, um, you know, the thing they do on the telly where they're doing like... Uh, extras? Yeah, no, 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 the one where it's like... The, the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, yeah, classic. It's unfortunate, but I just think of him doing the voice with his cartoony character in that <laughs> yeah. when I'm watching this, and I think that's well, the problem I have. I think... I like Steve Merchant's voice. Yeah. He's got no, a very I think he's got funny, 
voice. Like he's he's so dry. Uh, on but what you're saying, back. Stu, is that it's it's inextricably yeah. wedded to that image in your brain of yes. that one. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know whether he's you know totally delivered the lines with his full you know gusto. I don't no, know. He's, well, he's not, not known he's for not being a... an actor that has a lot yeah. of range. I mean, he yeah, mostly he's not an actor. He's a comic actor, a lot right? Like himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. call you fatty. Why are you making fun of my eyes? Russell, <laughs> Russell Brand, you know Russell Brand, the comedian. He said that if if a part in a film isn't a, a role where he just plays himself, then he won't do it because yeah. he can't act, right? And every <laughs> film that Russell Brand has been in, he just plays a loud London London guy, right? And yeah. that, that, that's because that, he knows that he can't act, and I think that's what Steve Merchant does. He's just a comedy actor, and he does that funny stuff that he does, and he has weird big eyes. Yeah. yeah, no, true enough. I'm a big goggle-eyed freak. But he sounded, he sounded fine, and I liked it, and it, it looked cool. It definitely gave you a flavour of what the environment's going to be like, and absolutely, you know, it, it seemed to be a lot of running away, <laughs> as well as solving puzzles. I think it's going to be cool. I really do think it's going to be really cool. You think? I think, yeah. No, I don't think. I know it's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think, fair to say. Um... Yeah, next one. This is obviously it doesn't really affect us. It does if you've got a PS3 and you're into Final Fantasy, but it just interested me. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy, uh, you know, the new one, 14, is it? Because I've lost track. There's that many of them now. But yeah, 14. Final yeah, Final Fantasy 14, the new online, massive multiplayer online, blah, 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 blah. Um, they're going to limit it to eight hours a week. So you can only play it, yeah, on a certain server as a certain character for eight hours a week. What do you think? What do you think that? So you, so you pay in. I think it's eight ninety nine a month or eight dollars ninety nine a month or whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. and then they're going to limit you to eight hours a week because they sort of say so you can still play it. But this the is amount, a way of balancing the game. The amount of points and the amount of drops and stuff like that will considerably go down. That's interesting. I like that idea. I mean, that makes sense. You know, it, I can see it being unfair if I didn't have a job or if it were summertime yeah. for me. I'd probably be very angry. Like I want to play this all day and all night, but. If they want to make sure that it's balanced for people who have lives and jobs, then yeah, that's that's fair. I, I say fair play on that. Yeah. So saying at the end of seven hours or eight, hours, you know, at the end of seven hours, you'll no longer be earning experience, so it just stops. So you could still play, but it just you won't still matter. play, but you won't be able to level your character. Up could you start a new character? Yeah. So you can play different characters. See, that would make it. Yeah, that provides it a little interesting thing yeah. to do differently. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? I thought, oh, that's quite a cool thing to do. I don't know whether it's cool or not. I'm sure people played it don't think it's very cool. Well, it's an interesting experiment. I'd be interested to see if this plays off. Because this is one of your complaints about Modern Warfare 2, is that, oh, people start playing and they get all, you know, kitted up. Yeah. Even though they lose that when they prestige. You know, but the, 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 the comments on this aren't, aren't as positive, I have to say. You know, this one, for instance, the decision to limit experience based upon how much time you're committed to Final Fantasy XIV is so absolutely bizarre, it is beyond words. Coming from a background where gaining experience was king, only to be told that you now have a limited time to obtain it, fully depending on what you are doing, is mind-boggling. So there you go, he's, he's certainly not, uh, not impressed with that. Uh, but then someone else says, uh, count me in. At 27, running my own business and still struggling with educational obligations, there are weeks that I don't even have eight hours for playing. The vast mm-hmm. amount of concentrated time most MMOs require is what kept me away till now. So he's going to get yeah, it on the It's a decent point. I mean, 
And also, it's, you know, it's clearly it's I think it's 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 clearly trying to throw a bone to console players because I don't think this would ever fly on a PC game. They know that their fan base is too hardcore and they just wouldn't go for it. And I think that if you're going to introduce an MMO to a, a console, you have to recognize that for the most part, people are not used to that sort of intensive sit there and do nothing but play it unless you're talking about Modern Warfare 2 style of play. Yeah. But there's, I suppose the, the the crux of it or the issue comes because you're paying fifteen dollars a month or eight pound a month or whatever it is to play yeah, it. Yeah, that that would irritate. And they're saying, look, I'm paying to play, so I want the full experience. If I'm willing to pay that money, then I should get that experience, you know. But you can you can play. You just can't play that character all the time. Yeah. Which I think would make it interesting. You play a bunch of different characters and then just keep moving them in rotation. I think that could be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I think it's uh, I think it's interesting that in the light of the fact you pay me. What do you think, Ginny? I mean, you're never going to play this, so you don't care. Don't care. I have no. <laughs> you care little about I this, don't you? Couldn't care less about anything else than this. Final Fantasy MMO, MMO, whatever. I don't. I've, I don't want a game to turn into a job. Um, and Final Fantasy, which I've never played any of them. Yeah. You wouldn't like it. You'd hate it. I don't think I would. I think a world that has chocobos in them is a world that I can't take seriously. <laughs> You're just a fanboy. You don't appreciate the humorous slant on things and are trying to approach things with a bit of humor and trying to like that love, situation. I would love a Final Fantasy game where it's just about like the fashion police. And you have to escape the fashion police because everybody in the game is ridiculously dressed. So, Actually, in Final Fantasy VII, there's a part where you have to cross-dress. <laughs> so, so the fashion uh, police God. are like, you can't dress like stupid people anymore. And like, we want to dress how we want to dress. We're expressing ourselves. That is a Final Fantasy game I would play. And then when you I'm get gonna... away, it's all... There you I'm going to roll that down and send it to uh, Japan. Yeah, send it, like, send not... it in. That's a, that's a visionary game idea. Definitely. That's a very vague address. I'm just going to put on the back of the envelope, <laughs> Japan... And then just send it and see what <laughs> it goes. Look, I think that's a good idea as well because we know, as we know, Duke told us the JRPG is dead. So maybe, right. maybe this will revive. This ain't going to bring it back to life, but it's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah, moving on, moving on. Right, just quickly before we do go to break, there is something I did want to mention. It's not a, it's not a hefty thing. It's only a small thing. Uh, but I've read quite a lot of of Hunted the Demons Forge this week. What? Hunted the Demons. I know those words, but that makes no sense. What are you talking about? Have you Have you heard about this game? It looks really cool. What's the premise? Um, it's sort of like a Chinny's gonna hate it. Um, but <laughs> well, it's, I'm, I'm going to mute now. <laughs> Chinny's gonna hate it, but it's Ooh, basically Bethesda. it's basically like Gears of War, but with fantasy and demons and stuff. So it's like a co-op uh, game. But it, and it's it looks hack and slash. yeah, hack and slash. You know, you, one's an archer, you one's said Gears of War. I'm back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hack and slash, you can go away again. Yeah, hack no, and slash. God of War's hack and slash. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, actually, you might, you might quite like it, but it looks cool. I've got to say, I haven't seen a ton of it, but yeah, I was like, huh, you know, I've not seen a lot of this, but God, it looks good. Um, yeah, so just one to look out for there. I think you know, I early just, 2011. Yeah, it's not that far away, but it's something I thought I'd just give a little bit of a quick mention to. Fuck, we mentioned that. So, if you're interested, just go and have a look up Hunted the Demons Forge. Cause it I'm more does... interested in Enslaved. And, yeah, uh, that's not like... too far away, though, now, is it? Enslaved. No, that's Slave, bit... There's another. Yeah. Vanquished, that's coming out. 
Yeah, yeah. Halo. Hey, I, I mean, you should be more up on Vanquish. Yeah. No, I've I've, I've read quite a lot about, about because, Vanquish because um, it's uh, Bayonetta and Mad World. So I know. I, I know. I'm yeah, not dismissing. I, I will say about uh, Platinum Games, the people who made those games, um, they are super polished games. They don't mess around. I don't know what they do. They must have like a time device where they slow down down time to make their game super polished. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I think Vanquished is something. Uh, it might be a sleeper or something this year. I think uh, Vanquished and Enslaved are two ones I've got my eye on. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. But Hunted, yeah, that's looking pretty cool as well. And it'll have when's, pul- that, when's that coming out? Hunted. Uh, 2011, early 2011. All right, wipe me up till then. then. I mm. will. I will. Right, let's have a quick break. I have got. I've found some more music for this week. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting bit of music. I don't even know how I came across it now, but it's basically someone's decided to do a rap for uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption, which sounds a bit cheesy, and you're a bit like, oh god, it's going to be. A... But actually, it's not terrible. It isn't terrible. That's uh, a good review. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. So let's play that, and then we've got a topic to finish off tonight. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them, so you need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. What is that? I'm sorry, that's the wrong song. What was that even? That was awful. <laughs> that's the Bed Intruder that's... song. Don't you know about what that is? That's the, uh, what's up the, uh, yeah. in the news, guys? Yeah. That's that's that. yeah they're oh. very funny. There's this so. guy named Antoine Dodson, and his sister got attacked by this guy in the projects and the uh, news cameras came and they actually gave a like a good interview it wasn't just like oh, we're scared and all this like they were like there's this moron running around here and they're trying to rape everybody so you better hide your kids hide your wife you don't have to come and confess we're looking for you we don't find you okay so that's it. enough now <laughs> yes i'm oh. done playing that here comes the red dead rap Posse on my back, gold, dusty ass boots, and a ten gallon hat. Stop by, probably. 
Eagles cause the girls are perky And for breakfast, lunch, and dinner I be eating beef jerky Chasing down bandits and roping up cattle My ass is blistering from bouncing in the saddle Up in my sleeve I always carry the ace If I found Lady Gaga I'd poke her face Too many beans now I'm starting to burp But I'm faster on the trigger than Wyatt Earth Keep one eye open when I sleep at night Got my rifle, pistol, shotgun, or whipping my knife Too much sun, I have leathery skin I'm more tan than an Indian So there you go. What do you reckon? It's good. I liked it. It uh, his some of his lines are really good and clever. His flow is about I don't know five or six out of ten. He had some problems here and there, but I mean whatever. Overall, it's good. Fun song. See, I don't know about that line about taking a shower. I don't know if there was a whole lot of shower taking out in the old west. I think it was probably more bathing in buckets and rivers. But that was that was my uh, team head cake. The cold. Team head kick. There you go. Well, go ahead, team head kick. I appreciate the, you know, uh, they're on the, they're on machine, man. So that's where they that's where it comes from. Anyway, um, I I like the line. If I found Lady Gaga, I'd poke her face. There you go. Ah, poke uh, her face. Yeah. There you go. I don't get why he, why he rapped that. Why, why did he rap? I don't know. I played Red Dead Redemption <laughs> for about 115 hours. I don't think. Lady Gaga. Did you not find Lady Gaga then? No, that was an is Easter that, egg. Is that the donkey woman? Yeah, it was an Easter egg. <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah, uh, but it was pretty good. I, thought, I like the sound of it. I came across it. And I thought, oh, it sounds. Yeah, cool. I mean, it sounds good. It's just the flow is a little weak in spots. <laughs> Keep going, dudes. You'll get it. There you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, yeah. So moving on. Moving on. He says. 
Uh, yes, we have got a, an email off Surface Lizard, and I thought it you know, would lead nicely into a, a quick topic for this week, and it will have to be quick because we've spent a long time already, as we always end up doing. Uh, but here we go. Uh, dear VGs, uh, the insightful daddy, the cheeky chinny, and the frenetic. Is that like the, is that like the BGs? I don't know. Maybe it is. Dear VGs. Frenetic! I'm not frenetic! <laughs> yeah! Anyway. It does sound like Charlie. It does, doesn't it? Anyway. Surface Lizard here with something for you to chew over. A digital cud, if you will. That just sounds gross. Yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) I was chewing. I don't know what you were chewing, but it sounded terrible. Anyway. What's your gaming history? What are your most powerful memories? I could bore you for hours with mine, but here are a few highlights. Oh, thanks for not doing... Oh, he did. I appreciate uh, that. Okay. It was Power. it was the Binatone uh, flagrant pong ripoff that set me down this dark and obsessive path. It was a solid state machine with two paddle controllers and six variants of pong, which were rather well marketed as unique games. I was happy with this limited fun. I knew nothing else. Uh, then on Boxing Day in 1985, my friend from down the road was hammering on my door in the afternoon, rambling like a sugar rush. It turns out he had received a Spectrum for Christmas. <gasps> the sight of that computer sat in his lounge with the whole family huddled around it in a surreal form of worship, playing Horace Goes Skiing, has stuck with me. I've got my own spectrum the following Christmas, and endless C90 tapes of copied games kept me happy until... So he pirated a lot of games. It's terrible, isn't it? I'm not pirating. <laughs> until another friend, one of those annoying rich kids you stay friends with as their parents always buy decent biscuits. Invi- That's, my idiot. That's my idiot friend. Yeah. <laughs> Invited me round just after Christmas in 1990. He had a new computer. He was playing Shadow of the Beast. The spectacle of the graphics and the sound suddenly in a heartbeat made that spectrum that had served me so well suddenly seem antiquated. You know, it's interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt here. I think the difference between one generation to another was so severe back in the day. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, this generation is more impressive than the last one, and the next one will be more impressive too. But I don't think the gap between the generations is nearly as impressive as it was back in the day. Well, of course, isn't it? It's diminishing returns, isn't it? You know, I'm just saying. I, yeah, that's something. I, I mean, think the next, the next like, one. These kids today, man, they just don't know how good they have it. But the next ones that come out. It won't be as markedly different to what we've got now. It'll be slightly better yeah. and slightly up right, or up right. res or whatever. Yeah. But it's not going to be a massive million miles. That's difference. a thrill and a joy that today's gamers just can't experience. Can't. I'm sorry, kids. Uh, other great memories include blowing far too much of my university student loan on a launch PlayStation and Ridge Racer, uh, buying a Sega Mega CD and regressing it within weeks, and waiting for three hours outside game for my launch model PS3 that I had pre-ordered and had absolutely no need to queue for at all. Uh, there were some scary people in that queue. So there you go. <laughs> so there you go. So he's basically asking us, what's our gaming history? So how did it all start for us? And, you know, how did we get to where we are now, I suppose? Mm. Mm. So... Uh, I think we'll go to Ginny first because Duke's going to take like forever, isn't he? He's going to Twitter on about Wolfenstein and all sorts of stuff. Actually, I'm not. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad to oh, hear Go it. ahead, Ginny. Go on, Ginny. Uh, the first kind of memory I have about games, we had an Amstrad. We had a couple of Spectrum, I can't remember them. Um, we had an Amstrad. I remember my my dad saying, 
we're going to get this Amstrad. And he showed me a picture of this Amstrad. And I was like, that looks awesome. And it, all it was was a keyboard with a cassette thing on the end. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's going to be the best thing ever. And I, I remember getting it. Uh, and I remember kind of playing it a little bit and waiting like half an hour for a loading screen and all that. And I remember um, a friend of my brother's had a Nintendo and we'd play uh, Turtles and Mario and stuff like that. But like the the kind of biggest thing I remember about games when I was young was Street Fighter 2 with my brother. Um, played so many hours of Street Fighter 2. With my brother, Mortal Kombat 2, and Mario, Super Mario World, and Super Mario All Stars, which was like one, two, and three on the Sinners, and I, I just like that, yeah, just with just me and my brother just playing them all all the time, and my other mate Lee, he had a Sega, and what what I would do when I was young, I had, I was a Nintendo kind of guy, and I would my friend was always bought Sega, and we'd just go to each other's houses if we fancied playing the other one, right? I, I never thought of it as being a fanboy or anything I, I i wanted to play the sega just as much as i wanted to play uh the sinez you know and all this so he had like the the what's he called mega drive genesis thing and we'd play streets of rage on his and sonic for hours and then after that when i'm a bit i think uh soldier of fortune 2 on the pc that was when i was about um I've kind of jumped a lot there, so I missed out Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was a big deal for me. Uh, Carmageddon 2 was a big deal for me. Worms 2, sorry, Worms Armageddon was the first online game I ever played. Ah, God, I love Worms. Worms Armageddon, I thought I was good at Worms Armageddon. And then I remember playing online and just thinking, I am terrible at Worms Armageddon. (laughs) I cannot beat anyone. Um... Yeah, that was the first one. Comagetting 2, I sunk so many hours into that. Uh, then Soldier of Fortune 2, that was like a big PC game. And that was when I was about... How old would it be? Maybe 16, 17? And then I kind of went away from games for a bit after that. And then I, came, I think Halo brought me back a little bit. Um, yeah, Halo. I'm getting chucked out of HMV for playing Halo. Too long. <laughs> Haven't you mentioned that before? Yeah. Yeah, I got to get a big. That was the first time, like, back then, it blew our minds that we could play a game co-op and shoot and drive and fly all in the same game. And that kind of, like, knocked us back and we couldn't believe it. Uh, what else? Gears of War is a big one. That was, like, a big Xbox 360 Kind of thing for me, because I like my. Well, that was original. to be fair. That was the first like massive release on the 360, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that came out. Yeah, I, I I like my Xbox original, but when when my Xbox original came out, I wasn't really like I, I like games and stuff, but I didn't play it like a lot. I remember playing Half Life Two on it and thinking, yeah, it's good, but I wasn't into them. I don't. I'm not as I wasn't as into them then as I am now, and. I didn't follow when a game came out. I didn't buy it instantly or know about everything about it before it came out, like I do now. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what else? See, do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what I remember about Gears of War more than Gears the game itself was that trailer with Mad World. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very memorable thing. Yeah. You know, when Gears I first time I saw that, I was like, "Wow, what is that?" Did I ever tell you that I queued up for Halo Three? 
Yeah, you didn't. I did. Yeah, no, not because I want to. And I've got, you know what, right? Because I've got my friends are idiots, all of them, and brother, right? Because I'm going to change the subject a bit here, right? You know, like running, just going for a run to get exercise and fit. Every one of my friends and my girlfriend wants me to go running with them. Why does everybody I know want to keep running? What are they running for? <laughs> right. And like my brother's got me into it and everything. And I don't want to do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gears of War yeah. running. And your rant starts now. No, no, but that's the thing. Like with these openings, right? I went to the Halo 3 opening. I didn't want to go. Right. I went to the GTA 4 opening. I didn't want to go. And now my friend Ben, he's going, oh, do you want to go to the Halo Reach opening? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not bothered. Right, and he's like, "Come on, like, I've got no one to go with." And I'm like, "Oh, fine, I'll go." I haven't got to. I don't think I even play it. And if I do, I, I won't play it for that long. But the funny thing about openings, the one a game in memory, I suppose for me, the GTA 4 one was a very weird night because I went there and this guy pulled up. This is on the high street, you know. This is a like, obviously it's like 12 o'clock at night, but it's on a high street, so cars shouldn't really be driving down there. And this car pulls up and he goes, "Yo." Uh, I, yeah. And he's like, do you want a, a UQ for GTA 4? Yep. What do you want? And he's like, yo, I, I can get you a copy, yeah. I was like, what? I can, I can, <laughs> yeah, I, I can get you a copy now. I was like, I can get a copy now, right, <laughs> if I just wait here for no, another five minutes. <laughs> right? He said, no, I, I can get you a copy from, like, Tesco. Right? And I was like... Why would I want you? Just give me your money, yeah, and I'll get it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Give, you're gonna come back, right? You're gonna go out your way and come back. I didn't say all this, all right? But he's. I'm gonna give him my money. He's gonna go to Tesco, which is pretty far away from where I was, and he's gonna come back on his, just on his goodwill. Are you doing favors now? Uh, no, no, thank you. It was a very weird. People who like GTA 4 and to the type of people who queue up for it at night are very strange and odd. And when I did the Halo 3 one, the, the guy behind me was wearing like a World of Warcraft cap and a World of Warcraft t-shirt. And I was like, this is not me, is it? I'm not that guy, right? That's not who I'm going to be in 10 years or anything. Well, talking, uh, I mean, talking of GTA 4, you know, talking about games, you know, reflecting art and all that malarkey. And art reflecting real life and all that balls. And yeah, some dude in Leyland got stabbed for his copy of GTA 4 on the launch night, I remember. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where I live, yeah, he got stabbed. <laughs> and they took his GTA 4 off him. <laughs> there you go. It's not good, is it? But, uh, but I, I, you know, kind of queuing up for GTA 4 was a very funny, weird experience. Like I'd put in my gaming industry and Halo 3, that was strange. It's just full of weird people. It's full of people like me who are just normal. And then it's full of people like like idiots that just play games with their friends and they're just loud and idiots. <laughs> right. And they're like, yo, have you seen that new Halo 3? It's like sick, yeah. And you got guns in it, yeah. That's sick, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then there's full <laughs> of like this guy, this 30-year-old guy wearing World of Warcraft hats and T-shirts and he smells bad and... Very strange mix of people in these, these. You're not you're not painting a good picture of gamers here. No, I'm not. But this is what it is, though. These are the type of people. It's that reality, are, man. That's the, it's, I don't like to stereotype, but these are the type of people that are queuing up for these games. I'm granted, you know, uh, a lot of people that are not like this play Halo, but they don't queue up for it. But I, I find I find queuing up for games at night very interesting, very funny experience. Not because I want the game quickly; it's just fun. 
just to, just to see all these idiots kind of doing all this stuff. Yeah, uh, no, you definitely get that. I've never done yeah. it, so I don't know. You should do it because you get very Why weird. Why would I want to do that? Because I'm explaining that. I do. I'm just explaining that. And he's just you know what? Yes, you're I, should go down. I should go down there with a microphone and yeah. interview people in the queue. That's what yeah. That would be funny. You'd probably get it, some very interesting responses. So you're like, you know, it's just weird just to, just to see the amount of people that play these games and what type of people turn up and... You know, very weird things happen when you do stuff like that. And uh, I'll go down yeah. there and go, "Hi, I'm the daddy from the Veteran Gamers Podcast. So why are you in this queue tonight?" <laughs> yeah, I like Halo Three, and I want to play Halo Three. <laughs> why? Uh, wait till tomorrow. Apparently, on the Modern Warfare Two queue, though, they gave out like sweets and drinks, and that was the only yeah, one. Yeah, they gave out like posters and shirts and stuff here. Yeah, oh, the well, whatever. So uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to get to this Halo Reach one and see if I get some funny story out of it. I always remember uh, the day after the PS3 launch and I went into a game station or a game at Bolton and I said to the dude, I said, oh, did you have loads of people queuing at midnight? And he went, huh, we had about 15. <laughs> and I went, all right, yeah. yeah. I said, so did you sell out? And he was like, no, we've got 13 left. <laughs> I always remember thinking, jeez, well, that's not... Did you just laugh in there? He's like, am you going to buy one or what? Yeah, no, and then he said, do you want one? I went, no. <laughs> so that's my gaming history. Okay. I no, I, I don't know why I talked about cues, but I, I kind of consider that as part of my history. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I'm I'm going to make you go last. There you go. Oh my god! Make him go last. Um, yeah, I mean, mine starts back sort of way further back than that. I have to say, uh, which is back. I, I got. I can't even remember when I got it for Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember, but I remember buying it from W H Smiths, and I got I got a ZX eighty one. I got a ZX81, and I got it because originally you had to put them together. So they came in the post in a, like a pack, and you had to actually build it. You know, you had to put all the circuit boards in and everything. Like IKEA. Yeah, yeah, it was like an IKEA computer. Yeah, so you got all yeah. the bits. Imagine, I mean, it's hard putting up shelves. Imagine <laughs> putting a computer. Put, so you had to imagine put putting a... an Xbox in like, together. Like, you just get one in the post, right? Yeah. Put the disk drive in there, and the motherboard. I'm like, oh god. But yeah, yeah. But luckily, luckily, when I got mine, they started, you know, mass producing them. Um, but God, they were they ha- they had a terrible record. You know, they used to break down all the time. I had, I think I was on. The, yeah, it was a bit like the 360, really. I think I ended up with three of them because the first one I had wouldn't save games to a tape. It just, How old was you when you? Oh uh, uh, God, I would probably have been about. Oh God, probably about eleven. I would imagine. Oh, I'd love to see eleven-year-old nine, too. ten. Yeah. Look at the graphics. It's great. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what though? You, there was you, you could buy games for it, but nobody bought games for the ZX81. What you had to do was get like a magazine and write them yourself in basic code. And <laughs> it's true. This I, was, I know. And it's not dissimilar to um, you know. It's it's a bit like Excel now. So it's uh, there was lots of ifs and go to line twenty if this happens and if this equals this then. 40 or something sorry like that. Stu, I, I did actually yawn there i know i'm uh, sorry i'm sorry so that's so that's how it really started for me and and then before that i suppose prior to that we did have a binatone uh thing as well you know like the pong ripoff thing so it wasn't the real atari but it was like a binatone ripoff one and i remember playing that not being that impressed i remember playing it i wasn't like impressed well, with it, the aesthetic details wasn't good enough yeah for it wasn't good enough for me and then obviously i could program frogger when it was just like squares that made him and stuff and, and you know then it all changed me once i could do stuff like that or you could do a really simple 
sort of there's like buildings with a like a square for a plane that dropped bombs on stuff. But didn't look anything like bombs really. Um so I had a ZX eighty one and then my cousin got got a spectrum before I did. Um and his he he came from quite a well off family uh, my auntie was quite rich, and his her husband was quite high up in a company, so he had tons of money. And he Stupid had rich cousin. He had every game that came out. So I used to go around to his house with me tea, and uh, once we'd eaten our food, we we just used to sit in his. And he had all, and he had all original games. He had no copied games. You know, they were all like proper ones from the shop with the covers and everything. Just a question for you, Shea. How often do you see that cousin now? Uh. I don't. He's in Singapore or somewhere weird yeah. like that. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because he, he doesn't have all the games, Stu. You <laughs> I've not seen him for a long time. But yeah, it was like so exciting, you know, like going around like to his house and, you know, seeing the games and playing them and going, wow, how cool is this? And I remember playing The Hobbit with him, you know, the text adventure with the pictures on it. And I just remember thinking, wow, how cool is this? Um, and then I got my own. I got a Spectrum Plus. So I got my own Spectrum Plus, and I used to play that around in maze. And then, and then I got—I'm trying to think which order it went in. Was it Commodore? It might have been a um, a Dragon Thirty Two. I think came along next, which sort of was a bit of a flash in the pan. So I'm not really going to talk about that. But I had Dragon Thirty Two as well. And then, and then the probably the next big leap was probably the Commodore Amiga uh, when I got like, when I got one of those, and you know. Played all sorts of games. I remember I playing an Amiga. Yeah, I, 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 that's where I play Monkey Island on my Amiga. Yeah, I used to play. We played Monkey Island. We used to play so much Speedball 11, too. Eleven floppy discs on. <laughs> yeah, you know. that's right. And they were in the right order, so you had to do a one, four, yeah, three, one, seven, two, one. four. Yeah, it was a right pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, no, we played. Um, yeah, we used to play a, a whole lot of Speedball too. And it was also that leap between having to use a tape to load something to suddenly having a disc and it just loaded. Like and, yeah, and it was quick. And But they were all copied. I had no original games. So I, could... I don't think anybody bought original games. No one bought games. Was... I don't know how game developers managed to make a living back no. in the day because nobody bought any games. You used to sort of have copies of everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we used to uh, play that an awful lot, you know, and like I say, Monkey Island was like almost like a multiplayer game because we used to all sit in a huddle trying to work out the puzzles, you know, or working out what you did next. So we did that. Speedball 2, Kickoff, uh, Sensible Soccer, you know, that was like multi, like multiplayer for us back then, you know, everyone just swapping the controller. Did you play uh, Unsensible Soccer? No. That's, that's a real game. Senseless Soccer? Are you no, that's sure? a real game. Are you sure? I think we've had this conversation before. Instead of people, you play as fruit. Okay, okay. anyway. <laughs> That's true. Completely true. I'll, I'll take you with that. And then Another World came along, of course, which I think... <gasps> Yay, uh, Another World! I think it changed my perception of what games could be. You know, yep. And, and what, what they could do and how, you know, they could suddenly become something that was story-driven and not just shooting stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think really for me that was when things really started to to change a bit. So, anyway, uh, so it, another uh, world though. Sorry, another world. He's a lot like Limbo when you think about it. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah I said when Limbo came out, it's a Limbo equals another world plus Ico. It's yeah, like trial and error, and like you do it again, do it again, do it again. There was a lot of that, and also what made another world so cool was the fact that. It, it sort of it was this take. It was literally, you know, taking your character out of a normal world and putting him somewhere really alien. 
putting him into um, a different world. Yeah. Another world. Another man. world. Another, uh, that would be a better way to say it. Too. Yeah, maybe they should call the game that. And it was the first. A different world. It was the first game that I saw with like a proper cinematic opening, you know. And and as yeah, cinematic opening, it looks stupid. I know, as rudimentary <laughs> as rudimentary as it looks, you know, back then it was just amazing to see, yeah, you know, some dude opening a can, you know, and like wow. I think another world. Was... I used to draw comics when I was little. I think you did, Duke, as well. And I think another world pretty much looks like every comic I ever drew as a kid. It's like two D. Super simple yeah. like characters. I think oh, but it's, it's, you know what? Yeah, it was like it was simple, but it was also refined. Like yeah. the lines were definite, and they weren't too stark. Yeah. And it it's was like the, not it's like to be the Simpsons. I always loved the Simpsons art style. They, they like yeah. They, like, I mean, the, 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 you know, the Simpsons has a lot of very shocking, in-your-face color, and and you know, stuff moving around and stuff you have to catch yeah. in the background. And this game was so much about like trying to create this. Total, you know, they chose its palette very carefully, and I think that was something a lot of games didn't do at the time. They were all about frenetic things moving around and crazy stuff on the screen, and this game was like, you know what, we're going to take our time, we're going to be subtle, we're going to do the less is more thing, and it really paid off. And it was animated well, you know. I just remember the sort of yeah. anim- I'm sure if I played it now, I'd think it was probably terrible. But you know, back it's, then- it's very hard. I mean, that's the thing. When I went back, I actually went back and played it like five years ago, and it is very, very hard and very unforgiving. Like there's that part where you're jumping over those little squishy things on the ground, yeah. and if you get anywhere near them, you know they pull up their little tail, and that little blade comes out and hits you. But in some respects, it was it was a, it was a little bit like an updated Dragon's Lure, wasn't it? Because yeah, yeah, it was all timing based. You know, if you didn't hit it on the right spot we would get a little animation and that would be the end of that part of the game and you'd have to do it again. Yeah, yep. it was cool though. It was cool. Go on YouTube, Stu, and just watch somebody do it because somebody can do it perfectly on YouTube. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, and then, and then sort of it was a, a Mega Drive after that. Sega Mega Drive. That yeah. came next. And yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog mainly. And stuff like that. Yeah. Sonic up. Sonic doesn't hold up though. You play Sonic now. It's yeah, it does. But it was cool at the time, and it was you'd never seen anything move that fast on a screen. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. With Sonic. Well, you play you play Mario now, and that holds up, but Sonic doesn't. Yeah. Really. Somehow, yeah, I, I sort of agree. Uh, I did have a one of the infamous Mega CDs for a little bit. I spent so much money even back then. I got stuff. I don't even know I got stuff back then. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mega CD. <laughs> What was that? That was cash think? money. Oh. I was like, I thought you dropped something. Listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mega CD, and yeah, played the infamous Night Trap, <laughs> which was oh, just... Yeah, that just... was the raping game, right? No, there was no raping yeah. in it. You just had well, to... Like, no, no come on. Yeah, don't, don't exaggerate, Chinny. What it <laughs> was was you were trying to stop the evil pervy dudes from looking into the half-naked <laughs> yeah, women so that no. you could look at the half-naked women. <laughs> Absolutely. In the shower. I just believe what the media tell me. You know what's weird about that game, right? And we'd, we'd hate everything. Stupid. Yeah, weird. Um was like it was so unforgiving because you you had a, it was like a one life thing so if you didn't do it you had to start right from the beginning of the movie game thing again you know and start it all over again every single yeah. time you got every time you got it wrong um, but you know you know that's how games were back then isn't it you know that's what you did um, especially stupid games I know uh, then I 
then I had, what did we go to next? I'm just trying to think, God, I've had that many sort of things. But I think back of how many gaming platforms I've played on. Um, probably, a, I, I did have a PlayStation 1 for a bit. I did have a PlayStation 1 for a bit, and we used to have, like, mates around, played Worms a lot, and also Quake 2. Played a lot of Quake 2 uh, in multiplayer. So we used to play that, pass the controller between us all, you know, when someone died or whatever, someone else would, you know, go out and make the tea or, you know, get the drinks or whatever, and then you carry on. So I played that quite a bit. Um, and then really I went to PC, so I sort of, I never really had a PlayStation 2 or an Xbox, original Xbox. I went straight from, you know, PlayStation 1 to PCs. And I think the next big revelation for me, or the most memorable game I played on that was the original Half-Life, in, in all honesty. Have I reviewed to ever played the original Half-Life? Uh, I played like half of it. <laughs> half! Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't continue with it. Yeah. I mean, it was a good game, yeah. I remember the co-op game, and that was called Delta. That's I right. That. Yeah. That's right. But, God, I just loved it. And I just, again, it suddenly, you know, it was like, for me, it was a hu- another huge leap forward in storytelling in games and doing something that no one else had ever done in that way, you know? And I just thought it was, and it was massive. It was a huge, massive game. You know, it was it was a huge game, and I would love to see an updated version of that and play it again because I just loved it. And that opening sequence, where you know, where most games are all like crash, bang, huge cutscene or whatever, but that opening sequence again, where you're just on like the monorail going to the lab, you know, you would ne- you know, most games couldn't get away with that because it just like gamers would like, what's this? I'm really bored now. But it just it was just such a classy opening because it set the scene so well. You know, that slow arduous journey into the labs underground sort of thing and it, it just covered so many environments so it's just cool i love that game um so i played that played quake played all the usual suspects on the pc and um yeah stalker those sorts of games sort of in the latter day uh soldier of fortune 2 also played a lot of never played the multiplayer on that i was more of a single player guy so i never really played multiplayer on pc never winter nights which i played quite a lot of and then sort of the 360 came out and sort of that's been it since really and then obviously PS3, Wii, all that sort of stuff so that's mine so there you go Duke (laughs) you know what, here's what I'm going to do instead of prattling on for half an hour about all the video games I've ever played in my life ever good idea (laughs) I didn't mention all of them, honest (laughs) (laughs) only key here's what I'm going to do no, here's there, this is the reason why. Uh, back in 2006, I made an audio presentation thing. I was actually doing a podcast of my own at that time uh, called Confessions of a Video Game Addict about exactly this question. Uh, so it's from about four years ago. So there's obviously – I mean this is before I got either an Xbox 360 or a PS3. But it's a really cool piece of audio experience. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to play a tiny little sample now. And like the Tom Bissell interview, what I'll do is we'll send the complete thing, which is like 20 minutes long. We'll send that through the audio iTunes stream at Podbean. And you can get that if you download the show. And we'll put it up on the website obviously and everything. Um, but rather than give it to you all now, I'll just play a little bit now. All right? Sound good? Sounds good. Go. There we go. Hello. My name is Duke. And I'm addicted to video games. In some ways, I blame my father. One of my earliest Christmas memories is of us all retreating into the office in the back of the house where the Timex Sinclair had been pitifully serving as less of a computer and more of an advanced calculator. Programs on the Sinclair were actually run from a standard audio cassette player. There, on the desk, 
was a brand new shining Apple IIe. Okay, it wasn't actually shining, but in my memory, it has a child of Bethlehem glow around it. So that's just a little taste. There will be more coming soon. So, uh, yeah, I'll have it on the website and send it through the tune and uh, the iTunes feed and everything. So stay tuned for more, people. There you go. Oh, well, well, we'll get to hear yours in its full. See, we haven't got any audio recordings, have we, Chinny? We've just got to, you know, no. do the usual. I can make one up now. Yeah, and it's got, like, cool sound effects and, like, music from classic games and karate This is mine. This is mine. boom. Uh, video games, couldn't they? <laughs> I like to play them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> God, I don't even know where to go from that. I really don't. Um, How about <laughs> iTunes reviews and emails? Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, you, you don't get to find out what you did. Do, do you not want to just quickly mention the Wolfenstein thing? Because I think you should mention that. Just just to give some at least some history of your gaming. Just I used to play a lot of Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> and what happened as a result of that? There was this person from the St. Petersburg Times, a reporter who was like, "If you, he put a thing in the newspaper that said, if you play video games, send an email to this address. And I was like, well, I play video games. And apparently that was a breaking news story. So he came and uh, interviewed me and took so, photographs. Of me how do Wolfenstein. you play these games? How, how do you – you push these buttons, do you? Well, it was Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Here's the first part of the, the article. Boom, boom, boom. Eric Piotrowski has entered another room and blood is splattering as more gods, guards fall to the floor. It's a thrill to experience control over these people, even if it is through the barrel of a gun, Piotrowski says. Can I just ask you, right? Are you reading that off a picture on your wall where you've got the framed article? <laughs> yeah, because it makes me look all young and svelte. Because uh, like, I was totally lithe and slim back then. It's like a news story from the 1920s. It is. It's unbelievable. It really like, is. So, is. Um, you, you push a button... <laughs> And then that action translates onto this display screen. Wow. On the motion picture box. The wow. best thing about it, though, is the caption underneath. It, it looks, I'm, look, it'll be on the website. It looks like I'm comatose, like I've been drugged or something while I'm playing the computer. Because uh, I'm playing Wolfenstein on my Mac. And it says, Eric Petrowski plays a computer game in his dorm room at New College in Sarasota. He can be reached at three different email addresses. <laughs> like that was some big, amazing thing. It's that like, is, so. it is, so. It so was. Do all that gamers is. have... Three different email addresses. Is there some oh kind of game God. of code? Oh, He's but they wa- I, bet, I bet they walked out of that room going, "What a crazy well, guy!" Can I ask? Can I ask? Yeah, what a dork. What you, what you should have done, right? You should have had one of those phones, you know, that they had in war games, where you have to, like, you know, <laughs> connect to the internet and like hang yeah, it up. Exactly. Putting the receiver there. Like, on you'd been well impressed with that if you'd have done that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even if it wasn't real, just make well it look like you had one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but that's so, uh, yeah. funny. More to come, people. Okay, um, we have got another email. Uh, this one, this one's for you, Duke. I have to say. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because you're think. the yeah, well, yeah, but Duke more than you, to be fair. Racist. I like calling people racist. You're not allowed to answer it though. You can only read it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading it. Yeah, you can read it, but you're not allowed to answer it. All right. <laughs> hey, veterans. I was just wondering if any of you would consider to add me to PSN or Xbox Live friends lists. If you're interested or want to know about me, send me a message or an email. Also, I was wondering, Duke or any others who play Modern Warfare 2, what's your favorite class and killstreaks? 
My personal favorite are main AK-47 and UMP-45 silence, both secondary M9 tack knife for M1014 extended magazines, equipment, throwing knife, special grenades, stubs, perks, marathon pro, stopping power pro, commando pro, it helps tack knife, kill streaks, seven Harrier, 11 chopper gunner, 25 nuke. Later, guys. Antonio from Somerset. Uh, well, well, thank you for that. Um, and, uh, Antonio, Stu's being really mean. I am being really mean. We're not allowed to talk about it anymore. Well, do you know what? Can I say that he's a show-off because he uses a 25 new kill streak? Yeah, he has got to use it once. That's my... Do you know what, though? I don't think he knows enough about Modern Warfare 2. I think he needs to do more research. You know, I think it's a good thing he yeah. put pro on marathon and stopping power and commando because otherwise I think oh he's a noob yeah. he doesn't even get yeah. pro on those. Yeah, I don't think he plays that game nearly enough. Obviously, like no you, Duke. M16. Yeah. You two should get a room. That's what M4. I, uh, tech knife. Sometimes if there's a board with a lot of snipers, <laughs> I'll run around. That's it. Semtex. Slight of hand. Stopping pro. Yeah, Semtex. You know, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna bleep that out. <laughs> uh, that'll be me. He's I'll talk about it some more. My favorite yeah. weapons are the following. It's gonna. You gotta carry a stinger, man. You gotta take down those UAVs and Harriers. Yeah. And no, stuff. it's bleeping. It's gonna be loads of bleeps around Dude, that area. Listen, to that. he's asking a question. I don't care what he's asking. Yeah, really, man. Look. Oh yeah, you didn't know the. He's waiting all week to hear this. He's like, come on. He should have sent that. You don't know what it's like to not be on a podcast, man. Uh, I remember when I wrote in back in the day to the Over 35s podcast, and I was like, oh, they mentioned me. I feel so special. So cool. Here we are trying to address this person's questions that he wrote about in earnest, and you're just like, no, no. Let me tell you some more about my days of playing oh. games on the Spectrum. Oh, he's been out for nearly a year. He should have wrote in eight months ago. There you so go. has the Spectrum's been out for 15 years. But you're going to keep talking about that. <laughs> I don't talk about it every week, though, do I? You might as well. You spent like six weeks talking about it tonight. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I'll whatever. Again. I'll I'll add you to my friends list, Antonio. We'll hang out. I'll we'll be my, together say, and we'll laugh about how stupid Stu is. Get a room. Get a People, room. I, I, look, I've sent, somebody else sent me a message this week saying that he, I can't add him to my. Can he? Can I add him to his friends list? All right, because I've got Too a full many. friends list, and I. I'm really sorry. I don't want to sound like a prick and say, oh, I've got so many friends, right? But I will try. <laughs> if people don't, so many there, are somebody, there are some people on my friends list that I don't really play or I don't really play with. So I, I do like clean it out now and again. So I will get to a random person. Uh, and, and Antonio, I will add you on my PlayStation network friends list. My, anyone who wants to add me on PlayStation. That's a snub, isn't it? Because like, you never go on your PS3. That's like I do. A I go on it. No, I you don't. It. I do. You never go on that thing. I watch DVDs on it all the time. <laughs> you never play games <laughs> on it. That's like, yeah. that's like if he wants to send me a message, you can oh, do it on there. I'll, I'll add check you, it I'll add you on my Wii. What's your code? <laughs> yeah, you can't send messages on the Wii. But if yeah. say say Antonio, I was like, I really want to send Chini a message about stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's like, well, he's not on my Xbox. At least he's on my PlayStation. I'll send him a message, and he'll get it eventually. Oh well, no, I suppose. Um, we're not rock sauce, Stu. We're not unreachable. I, Come on. I know. Get off your high no, horse. No, no, we're not, we're not. But you're giving him the, I'll add you on my PSN list. <laughs> I know, but I can't, what can I do? What can I do? I know. Anyway. Do you, want, um, do you want me to delete my girlfriend on my friend's list? I think mean, you should just do that, yeah. Just do it. I'll delete you, Stu. Oh, how rude. I, mean, I did delete someone for someone this Backfire. But what I do is I look for anyone, anyone who's been on not online for more than 15 days, they're gone. That's what I do. I'm nice I'm, to know that. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be sacked if I, I didn't go on for 15 days. Ruthless. Um, 
Okay, so yes, thank you, Antonio, but I'm really sorry, but we're not allowed to talk about... Mo- well, I'm, it's a rule of mine that we're not allowed to talk about Modern Warfare 2. We're not allowed. Like, he's, it's being imposed from outside. Like, I'm sorry, it's one of the rules of doing this show. No, Stu refuses to allow discussion of that awesome game on our show. Not any... I'll just shout random good names throughout the podcast. <laughs> That's the end of it. The end. And I like... I don't Tar. <laughs> next week, next week, honestly, no more. No more. Okay. Um... <laughs> I've got something to read out. I've got Sniper to... rifle. Yeah. <laughs> off, uh, off Podbean, we got we got a comment on uh, last week. <laughs> Stop talking about games about in the old days. Do you want to? Do you want to hear this? Hear this? Hear this comment? Okay. It says, "Hey guys, sure. I just wanted to thank you for your feedback on Seven Strains." Oh God, he was listening. <laughs> Indeed, he did. Uh, you got to be careful, man. You never know who's listening to this your, stuff. Your podcast made me laugh many times. As for feedback. I really value what has been said, and it makes me want to produce a better game. The graphics were intentionally a better game as well. <laughs> the graphics were intentionally basic, though. Now I've learned that first impressions are very important in game trials and sales. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for the review, uh, Dustin Tigner. So there you go. Because I said that the game looked like it, it was drawn by a kid, right? So that feedback, though, kind of douchey. Mate, this guy too, right? Should be when I said that, what I meant was, what I meant was, it looked awesome. No, no, no. Right, but no, but he's obviously taking it as a as a bonus, right? He said like, yeah. well, this it doesn't matter how well it played because it it did control pretty well, but it was just so basic and basic looking that he's gone. Well, okay, there has to be something. He's took that feedback. He's he, and and he's going to use it to his next game. I think that's pretty. Well, you can, you can just decode it. She's like you were horrible. Never mind about that. Here's the thing. <laughs> look, I'm sure most of the feedback. Look, most people who, first of all, most people don't even take a look. So that's the first hurdle. How are you going to get people to even look at your game? Yeah. Then people who look at it and if if they love it, they're going to send you feedback. And they might send you feedback. They might just play it and be like, whatever, yeah. I love it. Well, they, they, you often say you only hear from the people who don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So You're going to mostly hear from people who like it. People who don't like probably just play it for a second. They delete it. They forget it. They don't even bother rating it. And that's it. So, you know, I'm not going to say I was being, you know, okay, if I knew he was listening, I probably would have been nicer. And, you know, yeah, there's probably a lot. To, you know, like I'm not going to evaluate the writing of one of my students the way I am, some random person that just comes up and hands me something they've written because I want to be encouraging and all that. And I wanted to be clear that, yeah, I'm always going to, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who take the time and effort to make an indie game. So more power to them. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm going to give my honest feedback because, I, you know, look, if I give someone a piece of writing that I've written and they don't like it, I want to know why. Like, I want genuine, honest feedback. And it sounds like this guy can handle it. So sugarcoating it isn't what I'm about, man. I'm about giving the person the truth. And if they can't handle it, I'll tell that person, you want the truth? You're not oh my capable God. of... I thought he was going to do a um, Jack Nicholson quote. How should I say that? Oh, that's what... Yeah, you, you can't, can't handle the truth. truth. Oh, handle. Right. I should have said handle. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing sure how that did pop into your mind. Oh, God. Uh, love yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> you, but, but, you, I'd love to give... I'd we should just assume give... that every indie game developer always listens to our show. Uh, nah, forget it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd love to give like, honest feedback on... When I play Dark Void at Eurogame, I'd love someone... <laughs> you wish they were listening. <laughs> ...from Dark Capcom was standing next to me, like, asking me what I think, because I would give him the more... Crying into a soup. Stu, like, what have we got to lose? Nothing. Like, we we don't get paid for this. Like We We don't, but... We're the people that they they have to make a good product, right? We don't, we don't. 
But if they make a good game, I'll tell but them. I do appreciate, I suppose, and it's like I said last week, how much time and effort, even for something that we don't think is very good. You know, well, indie games is different because you've yeah. got a couple of guys. But I'm talking about Dark Void. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. That, right, and I'll go, is... look, and, mate, and... this game isn't going to yeah. sell very well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Unless you surface so... I'm trying to do you some favours here, dude. Just listen, trust yeah. me. Unless you unless you surface Lizzie, who seems to like these sorts of games no matter what. I don't know. Go figure. I read, uh, yeah, I read, no. a, thing, I read a thing on IGN. You know, Connect. Uh, they've, they've got a game, a fighting game coming out called Fight the Uncaged. Yeah. Right? And, you know, about the whole thing about Connect. No, it was, was it on Joystick? No, it was on IGN. Anyway, um, you know, like how Connect is very different to the motion controls and PlayStation Move. And then they come out with this fighting unca- uncaged. And it's basically just every motion control game you've ever played. right? And that someone was being shown this fighting game. And they said that the developer almost knew, like, he was he lost the will to live. He was like, yeah, I know this sucks. I know this is terrible. <laughs> Right, but this is what we've made. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The it's like on The Simpsons where they had what is yeah. the, the Kevin Costner commentary for yeah, uh, and the he's just got all the way through the film was good. I'm so sorry. Oh, look how <laughs> oh, awful this is. Oh, Field of Dreams was good, wasn't it? Made us all believe <laughs> yeah. Did you give me a sandwich? Um, yeah. So I, I think sometimes developers know how bad, that, bad their game is. Like big developers, not indie developers, but yeah. Um, yeah I, I'd love to give feedback to people like at, like you know shows i hope that you're a gamer like people are there like the, the the developers are there so i can tell you if their game sucks or not well uh, i will look forward to making you do that <laughs> yeah if there's a developer there and he shows me his game and he, i don't like it i'll tell him I just go, no, I don't like by it. the way that's only just over a month away now that's not long is it yeah, it isn't long. long right anyway yeah. anyway so um Ugh. So there you go. iTunes review. Uh, yes, we've got some of those. It's just <laughs> so tired. Oh, we've still got iTunes reviews. We have. We've Jeez. got some of those this week. People saying how awesome we are. Go ahead. Start well, so we have uh, got one in America, I believe. Yay. Yep, no, we might have two. America. Is it still just one? Is it still one actual? No, is there another one? You never know. Oh, just okay. the one. I haven't checked. Oh, only one more new one. Never mind. Oh, God. Oh, it's just terrible. More American reviews. Cause there's what were you saying about like all the time and effort? Here's a person giving us feedback. Oh, God. Yeah, whatever. Um, right, go on. You, you can read that one. E-Balls wrote <laughs> on the 24th of August. This gives you everything you could ever want. A lot of exclamation points here. Each person is so funny. And when you think about it, Exclamation point. I guess that's the end of that sentence. It could be one of the best things I've ever listened to. Wrong version of two. No matter what you think before, it will give you a memorable time, and it's long enough to chill for the day and make you think every time you hear it. Here's something that will make you think. What do you call a male ladybug? (laughs) That makes you think. So sit back and relax and give them your ears because they really deserve it. There's nobody like them, so give them a try. They could change your life in gaming forever. Thank you very much, E-Balls. We appreciate that. <laughs> that is a nice, re- nice review, I have to say. Oh, oh nice right. We've got well. one on the UK? Yeah. yeah. I've got that one. I've got that one up. Uh, this is from The Last Viking. Uh, yeah. I, I, I it, hope it that he is like... The Last Viking. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, there's not many uh, of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's um, got a big beard. Big beard. Yeah. 
this is a great game of podcast run by guys who know what they're talking about. Oh, he's obviously left it on the wrong podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. I'll just, to... just carry on reading it. We'll take it. Like... We'll take well, let's it. pretend yeah. like it's fine. Uh, they have very good chemistry, so much they feel like your mates. Uh, the information given by these fellas is very good. And to... <laughs> Oh, yeah. We got chemistry, baby. Oh, yeah, okay. baby. We love you. Uh, there you go. The information given by these fellas is very good and to the point, and game reviews are very fair, which we prove because developers <laughs> listen and we still tell them that we don't <laughs> yeah, like We abuse yeah. them and they come back. Thank you. We're going to have no, another. Uh, with thanks for time, <laughs> See, you uh, know we're not going to BS you, though. I mean, we're not giving yep. you some happy. This is raw, man. It's raw. Yeah, we're really gonna, keeping it Okay, I've changed my idea. When I go to Eurogamer and, and the game's bad, I'm just going to smack the developer around the face. There you go. Uh, and spit on the game. <laughs> Take a dump. Knock over the kills. Uh, okay, and the review says, uh, they each have something different to bring to the table. Stu tries to hold the show together. The banter between all of them is excellent and works well. Chinny is very good at impressions, really. I don't think my Peter Molyneux impression would be. No, you nailed his mom, dude. It was, wait, yeah. no, I didn't mean that, but you know, you did a very good job. <laughs> he probably did that the as well. Impression of this it, would, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't impress Peter Molyneux, I don't think. I think sure it would. Let's get him and find out. Tom Bissell knows him. We could get him to hook us up. Yeah. Uh, is very good at impressions and should probably be on telly. Duke should consider a career in sound effects, which are always... I just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. Brilliant. Um, his interviewing of guests on the show is excellent! Exclamation point. <laughs> All of these oh, three talented guys oh, <laughs> uh, who bring this show for free... Uh, by the way, you're going to be paying £10 extra for it next week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to be like Xbox Live. Like sponsored by Microsoft, by the way, uh, for free. <laughs> and you will be hard pushed to find a better podcast. Well done, guys. And thanks, uh, Maggie Man. Maggie Man. There you go. Thank you very much, The Last Walking Maggie Man. Yeah, we appreciate yes, that. That is very nice. And that was too nice because it says that we're talented. Yeah. Uh, I think Duke's talented. Uh, and Stu does a lot of editing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm a very talented. <laughs> I just gotta mess around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we do appreciate them all, and like say, yes, yeah, we read them out like we do. Super flattering. It makes me smile, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it gives us more listeners because if people are looking around for a games podcast and they see the positive reviews, they're like, "Ooh, maybe I'll give this a try." And then they subscribe, and then they go, "Oh my god, what the hell are they thinking?" And then we yeah. get more money. Oh, Woo! no, actually, we don't get any more. Money. Oh, dude, I closed my ching sound. Yeah. Damn it! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't get any money. It is true. There you go. Very belated. Um, so anyway, any quick shout-outs? So we've done iTunes stuff. Any quick shout-outs to anyone? Anyone you want to shout-out? Yes. Go. There's a G4TE official Xbox Live play date, the 21st of September. This is going to be like on the dashboard and stuff. It's only in the U.S., I think, but it'll be uh, September 21st. 21st of September, uh, from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 2 to 4 a.m. in the U.K. You might be up. Um, and we're going to be playing... I can't Final get Warfare away. 2, we maybe? can't get away from it, can we? No. <laughs> Apparently not. This My other shout-out is to... This is going to be on Xbox.com, and this yep. is going to be yeah, on the this is a Yeah, this is a big deal, man. Yeah. G4TE official play date, 21st of September. This happened before with the other 35. Remember That's right. Yeah, yeah. I do. And guess what game that was? Uh, Call of Duty 4. Yeah, it's the original model. 
It was, yeah, it's, it's, it was good. I remember turning up and uh, there was a ton of people there. It's just to kind of uh, introduce the forums and our elderly game. It's yeah, it a community play cool. day, isn't it, that Microsoft yeah. do. And it's just a very cool thing that they do. The um, only thing cooler would be if one of us could get accepted for the meet a player where it like has your avatar and it's like, he likes this movie. And like everyone's like, dude, he's so cool. Anyway, um, I met a dude named Influenza, and, and he was hanging out with the Honky Patrol. You'll know what I'm talking about. On uh, the old Modern Warfare 2. And, and that uh, is, so, that is yeah, cheers to him. No more. No more with that. Hell Patrol! Oh. He sent me a friend request. He's cool. IP gave me grief. And you know what? Greg DeLacy, he can take his anti-Quantum of Solace snide annoying comments. <laughs> And go shove them, all right? Because nobody cares what you think. You're not cool enough to join us on a play hey, date. Hey, and I'm also dude. a little sick of this little, really? Re- that thing that I don't care for? Really? Dude, that dude. Really? Dude, dude. He liked two human. All right. That is true. So, well, there you go. That's all you need to know. So. Whatever you want to say about him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He enjoyed human. two human. Really. But he also admitted that it was the worst game he's ever played, I think. <laughs> and, no, and in, in addition, he liked two worlds as well. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. He liked two so, worlds and two. Oh, well, consider the source, people. That's all I got to say. Yep. It's, a, it's a good thing he does an excellent podcast because his taste in games leaves a lot to be desired. Yep. <laughs> really? Two human? Really, really Greg? Really? really? Worlds? <laughs> Actually, I quite like two worlds, so I can't say too much. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Ginny, have you got any other shout-outs? Uh, anyway. No. I Just say think... no. <laughs> no. Let's finish up. No. Sorry no. if anyone's offended, but no. Oh, maybe. Oh, I said that. Oh, God, no. What? We're never getting out of here. Help us. Some people like long shows, you know. Yeah, so it's going to be like, you, sh- you should yeah. make the show longer. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who's ever said that? I don't know. I suppose you could pause it whenever you want and just like wait and then just, just... turn it off. Um, uh, Skulldugger wants to share, even though he's on the he's on another podcast. The selfish person, uh, Steve Conger, uh, JSS Lifebook from the Gamesman. We like the Gamesman. They're friends yep. of ours. Uh, oh, that reminds me, we got a new group on the VG Hub. Oh snap! Oh, there you go. It's we have... uh, the Iron Hammers. It's a PC only forum. So we got a P- group of PC gamers hanging out on the BG Hub now. They're from they're from uh, England as well, or Britain. Yeah. Uh, How did that happen then? Where did they come from? Uh, they they the were first... friends of Steve Conger. That's why yeah. I remind ah, me. Ah. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're... welcome to them. They're on the Gamer Corporation thing. That's what I'm dealing with and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I'll check out um, Steve because he's a super super nice guy and he does a podcast, The Gamesman. So you should listen to that. And he's excited for Metroid or the Rem, which I don't think he's going to be very good because the voice actor who does Samus is boring and dull. And the Japanese, it's gonna be fine. No, like that look, sort of the, the dialogue in it, it's like they've translated it from Japanese to English, and then they haven't decided to make it. You know when you translate something straight from another language and it doesn't quite make sense? That process of making the English make sense, they just went on break. They went, oh, well, I'm done. Uh, we could just do it. We just put it in the, in the game. Because the dialogue in it is awful. Just awful. Ugh. So, anyway. Yeah. Steve. There you go. There you go. Um, I want to go home. Well, go I, home. I did the lazy thing this week and put out a thing on Twitter. 
if you want a shout out, give me a shout. So you see what? I mean. Yeah. So I did that because I was very lazy. <laughs> and and we've got one I've never heard of this person. I don't know. Well, you got to say hashtag veteran gamer slash before I am, everyone. I don't know who this is, right? But it's somebody called Greasy Fish Lips. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Oh my god, that's. Do you know who that that's, is? That's, that's my auntie. No, that's my auntie. <laughs> <laughs> It's Norma. Sorry, she's on Twitter. It's not greasy fanny lips, it's greasy fish lips. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) Anyway, that was right. Quite vulgar, actually. Anyway, um, he says, Please, sirs, could you shout out Devious Duffy? Just hit 27,000 gamer score this weekend. Well chuffed. Cheers, boys. There you go. Devious Duffy. We don't know who you. you are, but there you go. You get a shout out. Nate. We don't know who you are. Uh, we've got uh, Soup Dragon Dan. He says, I'll have a shout out, please. I played Guitar Hero at Leeds Festival and I was rubbish. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, you went to Leeds Festival? <laughs> and he was oh, wow. rubbish at Guitar my brother, my brother went to V and he, he said it was terrible. I went last year with him, but I didn't go this year. And he said it was horrible this year because it rained. But he saw Kings of Leon, so he was happy. There you go. And we've also got that other podcast whore type person, School Duggerer. He's just everywhere, isn't he? Isn't he? Any Rich. He says, shout out to Bioshock 2's multiplayer. It's cool. No, no. He says, <laughs> takes me back. <laughs> he says, earn a lot, Skull Dugger. He goes, uh, so, uh, the, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I wonder, on his, on his wedding vows, do, <laughs> do you take, do you take this woman to be a lawful wedding wife? I, uh, I'll think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, she's she's all right. Yeah, uh, I've been with her a while as well. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, like Jack D. Um, anyway. Okay. Um, on that note, right, see, bye. We terms now. I'm doing terms now. Um, on that um, note, um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to seriously get the hell out of here. So yeah. we're, just, we're just sort of going, sort of thing. No. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace out. God's long show. Long show. Smell.